0: Did you see the Snorlax um, bed? Oh, yeah. my God, yes. Just the life-size the, beanbag Snorlax.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's my. i amazing. God.
2: friend in China with that. Who's so, got it? Is it Francis?
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like the look of that.
1: I want one, but... I'm oh not even my, a huge oh Pokemon fan, God, and I want the shit God, out they, of that. They do the, what, price they, is, the price they, is they they long. They do it in,
0: in Pikachu and Totoro as well. I would be terrified to sleep on that. And Totoro looks like he's seen some shit, man. Yeah, he's like, don't. <laughs> his eyes are just Just, like, just don't hurt me. He lo- Totoro looks like, that should be the face when you like jump into the beanbag and you just land square in his nuts. <laughs> yeah, and he's like... <laughs> I just, just for the creep factor, I want to see an anime merch site sell it, but put it in with the love pillows. <laughs> 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 Yep. That'd be great. Uh, hugging pillows. Oh yes, hugging pillows, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Very special hugs. Hugs. hugging. <laughs> special hugs. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I'm Simon, and joining me, as ever, are Irish. Hello! Jack. Hi. And Rob. Yo. Jack, you sound unwell. I'm fine. He's not, he's, he's, he's tepid. I'm not tepid, that, no, that's the wrong word. Lukewarm. 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 I'm looking a bit, I'm looking a bit peaky. 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 Peaky.
2: Yeah. Like the top of a mountain.
3: What? Yeah.
2: Peak. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. No, I'm not very well, but I will soldier through. I'm on the mend. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I will mute my microphone if I need to cough. <laughs> That's not going that to happen. Whilst Rob's talking, that would be amazing. <laughs> Just direct <laughs> to my mouth. It only happens if I breathe too hard uh, or if I laugh. So, for the love of God, nobody make any jokes this episode. This will be a joke-free episode of World One, Stage One. Well, that's make a nice change. (laughs) Oh, you ruined it! No, I made you laugh. Yeah, if I laugh, oh yeah, I don't laugh at my own jokes. Yeah, but we okay. Well, sometimes you do. Do I? I see you. Do I? I see you sometimes. No, no. Do I? No. Well, some. No. 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 (laughs) Wait, seriously. Well, I just realised I was making you uh, uh, self-conscious. I thought I'm always self-conscious, but sometimes I don't know what to be self-conscious about. Well, let's give you some ideas. Yes, yes let's, again, let's. I, it would be, be nice to know what I need to be self conscious about. Like, I need more paranoia fuel. Like, I don't, do I laugh at all jokes? And now we stumble across, across the topic of this week's episode. No, no, you don't. You don't. Okay, good. good. I was just going to, I was just doing a bit. Oh, okay. I cool. started doing a bit and, and we, we, we went down real street. It <laughs> we went, we went a little bit dark. Yeah. Sun went down. Sun went down. You stepped onto psychology avenue. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, how's everyone been? Pretty good. Not too bad. It's all right. Wow. I cough. Well, oh, not you too. Yeah. Just a little bit. God
0: damn it. <laughs> it's those 11-hour work days. They're going to weaken your immune system.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you're surrounded by young'uns. Oh. Yes, I, I, I act, you know, I have contact with the public en masse.
0: And they are basically just walking contagion vectors. They're vermin yep. on, ice.
1: <laughs> I I, on ice. What? On ice? Yeah, on ice. They <laughs> <I've
0: laughs> directly at you. I've just got this metal image now of just Smith's, and it's just all the floors are just, it's just one big ice rink. It would make shopping much more <laughs> the fun. The manager there. is just Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice to see you.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Making puns all the time, mm-hmm. but it's got to be the Arnie, Mister Freeze. Yeah, of, course. of course, yeah, he deserves to work in a shop.
1: Nice to See you.
0: <laughs> I I can't tell if that's like the weirdest insult I've ever. Heard no, of no, it, it wasn't. He, it was He all.
1: deserves to work
0: in a shop. He <laughs> <just> deserves <doesn't laughs> enough, far. we have oh, nice to rehabilitation. You. Got you. Got you. <laughs> just, oh no, I didn't mean it as a bad thing. That sounds really bad. Now I'm yeah. thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it like that at all. <laughs> I was just trying to save it all by saying we've nicely segued into something you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Insulting retail workers. I was going to say insulting, but yeah, insulting retail workers. Uh, No, that's really good, actually. Yeah. um, Because we're not going to do the uh, have we been to the cinema because that's the whole point of this episode. But I have seen a film and it was an animated feature named... Batman Bad Blood. So we've hopped on the Bat segue. We've oh, hopped I've on I've seen that. Oh, have you? Oh, excellent yes. dude. Okay. I Let's... haven't, but it's very much on my list of must watch. And it went from will watch to must watch. Uh, with the announcement of the sort of on screen debut of one of my favourite Bat Family characters. Go on. Yes. Batwoman. Of course. And was this seriously her on screen debut? Uh, pretty much the, the actual Kate Kane as we know her Yeah, in a serious role, yeah. Rather than just a character called Batwoman who, yeah. And she's awesome, and she is one of the few characters in this that doesn't inadvertently murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would believe it of her. <laughs> Although actually That's- it wouldn't be inadvertent. that's exactly it (laughs) that's why she doesn't fall into that category but anyway it's 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 pretty good it's like the um it it is once again like the few ones that have come before it um it's like the meeting of Graham morrison's run with damian wayne but met with the new some of the new 52 stuff as well
1: yeah it's set within the um what the justice league war and all that sort of yeah era of, of the feature films so it is a weird it is a weird mix of the two I know just League War is
0: technically New 52 yeah is New 52 dead now anyway uh yes they're rebooting again
1: <laughs> newer 52 <laughs> newer 52, <laughs> newer 52 but I, I think out. they keep, I think they're keeping the animated continuity though by looks of it, because it's yes, doing very. the animation style is doing really well it is doing really well. I was really impressed
0: with this one. Apart from the bit that I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to go into it. But let's just say a few of them <laughs> break the uh, the golden rule of uh, of Batman. But it's- that is Batman's rule. Yes, it is. It's never well, been anyone else's rule that's okay. true Have fun I no know, I know I know it isn't anyone else's rule really but um, it is funny that they're they're doing the reason they're doing what they're doing without spoiling it is in the name of Batman they're like and, and this is what I liked about it, it obviously uh, put the, sort of the spotlight on the, the Bat family rather than Batman and don't go wrong I always love Batman but it was <laughs> it was nice to see all of these characters developed uh, in some way including some new ones like you say there's, uh, there's Batwoman there's also Batwing uh, yeah, Bat- Batwing. Who is in, in, <laughs> in the sorry
1: need of some development, I've got to say. Um, but he's actually pretty cool in it. Um, but it's an ori- it was an original story as well, wasn't it? Cause it yeah. wasn't tied in. It was-, it was loosely tied into the comics, but not directly a port of the comic, yeah,
0: yeah. right. a comic. Yeah, that's they- right. It takes tidbits. So it's got a bit of the Grant Morrison stuff with the Talia. That's a Grant Morrison story. Yeah. Well, and also Batwing, he's a Grant Morrison creation. That as well from Incorporated, um, was he Incorporated Batman Incorporated? Yes, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman, yeah. Batman Incorporated was the story where there was like a Batman for every continent. Yeah, you know, basically right? Bruce Wayne comes out and says, "Yeah, I, I." I work with Batman. Screw it. I work with Batman. I fund Batman, and you know what? I'm going to fund a whole bunch of other Batmen as well. And he goes to Spain and basically hires like Zorro
1: Batman. (laughs) And then is is, in in the comics is uh, Batwing Lucius's son. Uh, Yes, he wasn't
0: originally. The first Batwing was a cop uh, from he was from the Congo. I think the first one was a plane. <laughs> well, Yes, but the first Batman They're really are with their names <laughs> was yeah from from Congo and he was a police officer but he got replaced during the storyline with Luke Fox.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, Ooh, he was actually really quite good with it. I quite liked it.
0: Some really good voice talent in there as well, like um, Jason Amara, who is Batman. Um, I think is is uh, fast becoming one of my favorites. Like he's really good. Um, he's I'm not Conroy. He's not Conroy, but, you know. But then who is? Who is? He's taken on the reins really well. He has. He, he's he's uh, definitely forged out his own kind of style of playing Batman. And yes. I really like what he's doing with it. Um, he's a very intense Batman. He is, but, like, I think I think with the kind of tone that they're doing, they're doing that tone right. And because of that, his Batman has to obviously see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's really anyway. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to spoil it, but some really good stuff. Really good uh, introduction to uh, Batwoman, if you are unfamiliar with the character as well. Really goes into some nice depth about why she's doing what she is doing, and it is very interesting to see her interact with Batman because you'd think it's like an okay relationship, but really, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> there, there are issues. Oh yes. Um out of interest is, it, because this is pulling from different bits of continuity. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we ever see a love interest for Kate on screen in this one, but if we do, I'd be interested to know if it was Renee or Maggie. Um, I can't remember her name, but it it's, is uh, yeah.
1: It's it's Renee.
0: Yeah. It's it, the,
2: yeah, yeah. Ah, cool. Was, is she question? Yes. Yeah.
0: Which she's is not, they not in like this. Like yeah. And uh, you'll know the woman voicing Kate Kane in Bad Blood if you've played Mass Effect. Oh, yes, yeah, Shepard. Yeah. It is Shepard, isn't it? Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's Shepard. not Shepard. It's not Shepard? Is it not? No, it's Miranda. Ah.
2: Uh... Oh. <laughs> we just, <laughs> just It must be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's really good in this, actually. It's a it's good cast. It's got Steve Blum in it. It's got Marina Baccarin in it. What John Steve Bloom in it. Well, that's a very good question, to which I don't have an answer. But he's always Marina good. Marina Baccarin? Yeah, Marina Baccarin. Huh. Oh, it's a bit early to segue, but oh, it's would be like, a segue I'll, we I'll can fl- play with. I'll hold on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on to it, like the pin and a grenade.
1: It's got an interesting group of villains in this one as well.
0: There are. It explores um, uh, quite a nice corner of the rogues' gallery. Along with some new ones, we have Heretic, for example. Yes, um, and Tetch. Uh Jar- Jarvis Tetch, yes, yeah. who is who is done pretty well in this. Like, I-, I think he's more there to serve a particular purpose than to yeah. He's a, bit, he's a bit of a
1: mother-cuffin, Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. There's, there are certain ways you can do you can do Mad Hatter in 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 uh, Batman. You can either. Making what everyone makes him, and and that works. It serves a purpose. Or yeah. you can go down the serious house on serious earth route and make him just so unpleasant. He's very unpleasant. And imagine because usually Mad Hatter is just up to his own usual tricks. Now imagine Mad Hatter but with a budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Sponsored> <laughs> that's always terrifying. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been funded by um by what's going Italia, on. Recently. Yeah, yeah, and it's um. Yeah, it's really it's really good. And um also really good story for Nightwing as well. If you're a Nightwing fan, yeah. you should really watch this. I love Nightwing. Um, and I think he's given some really, really decent moments in this. That's good, because he's had a rough ride of it in the comics lately. He's had a rough ride all the time. Although he is now Nightwing again now, isn't he? I think so. He's stopped being Grayson Grayson like, yeah. low rent bond ripoff yes he was it's like everyone knows who you are so what's your new name gonna be grayson dick but that's my name yeah it's like okay that works i guess that is your name you know no one can take that away from you yeah well except dr name stealer uh, yeah him as well (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it probably is a dc the name stealer almost certainly the alpha butman And alpha if there but- isn't, there will be <laughs> The soon. alpha butler no. is the proper alpha. The alpha butler. He gets right up in your face. Yeah, I have to say, DC are rebooting again. Yeah. And they, they, still, they still aren't learning. No, nope. <laughs> It's got to be said, because you look at Marvel now and the all-new Marvel, and they're doing a lot. They're changing things up, and in a way that's really resonating with people. You know, putting um, Falcon in the role of Captain America. Oh yeah, um, the the new Avengers. Um, Hulk lineup. is not Bruce
1: anymore.
0: Hulk is not Bruce anymore. They're, they're really changing things up. They're making things very different, very interesting changes. You know, Thor is uh, still a woman, still continuing on. Everyone thought that would revert at the first reboot opportunity, but they're sticking with it. Mm. And then you look at the the rebirth lineup for DC, and it's like Batman, Aquaman, The Flash, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, none of these characters have changed in any way. Batgirl, uh, Hellblazer, Red Hood, and the Outlaws, um, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Suicide Squad, Supergirl—like these are all the books you're already doing.
1: Mm, this this is usual.
0: You're not really doing anything. And the you're clever just thing is making the yeah. number one again. The clever thing is with Marvel as well as the fact that because they, they are em- emphasising the new Avengers quite a bit in their comics at the moment, like um, Falcon being Captain America, mm. for instance, putting them in the limelight, because I think they know in the long run these are the characters that are going to have to you know, stabilize the Marvel universe when we lose, um, you know, Chris Evans and Robert Downey yeah. Jr. And, you know, that it's, it's a clever move, mm. like, strategically business-wise. Oh, man, you know, if we get Anthony Mackie playing Captain America in Captain America 4, oh, man, if we get that, that would be... There's also just happy, the interesting yeah. diversity of styles of books. Mm. Um, you know, you've got The Avengers being written reasonably seriously, but then you've got um, Squirrel Girl being completely insane. Miss yeah. <laughs> Marvel being a very fun book. Uh, you've got some very different tones. There's a bit, something for everyone in the Marvel lineup, and then DC all just seems to be the same stuff again. And yeah, I've traditionally been really a DC well. fan, you know, most of my comic reading life, but at the moment, Marvel are kicking their ass up and down the high street. Mm. Yeah. I, they, they are playing a, a, a smarter game at the moment. It's just got to be said. Uh, not to say that I won't still, you know, continue following DC. I will. Because oh, I, I will always as well. Do, and I never learn. <laughs> but, <laughs> likewise. likewise Glaston, yeah. th- this is why they're not changing anything up. That's very true. Because we just keep buying the bloody books. <laughs> Simon, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I'm part of the problem.
3: <laughs> we, we need I just to want stop
0: each other. Okay, that's all I want. We want what? back God. God. Yeah, it's the style of Batman writing, which is basically Batman knows how to do everything. Batman can solve everything like that Batman, you know, the Batman. See, that's is the Batman always- I don't want. I want Batman who is a detective. That's his thing. The, the greatest detective. And he's not been that for a very long time. That's why I was saying about it, Yeah. Uh, but yes, I would also like that. So you want a perfectly down to earth show that's completely off the walls and swarming with magic robots. That's right. Uh, (laughs) That's exactly what I want. Uh, I don't know what I want from comics. I haven't read a comic in a very long time.
2: That wasn't... uh, Weekdiv.
0: Weekdiv Volume 3 is now out in... um, uh, Paperback format? Yeah, so I will pick that up. We should probably talk about that at some point. Yes. We should indeed. Um, But... I don't know how to segue to this. You're going to have to help me. What do you think, audience? See, so I just spoke to the audience. Oh, uh, and no, 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 I'm not. I'm not segueing to the main topic. I'm nah. segueing to the. Nobody thing. cares what you think, audience. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nobody. Um. What nobody are we into? The thing that you showed me earlier. Oh, I mean, for those of you who follow uh, Games Workshopy stuff. Like- oh, wow, that was a great segue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you,
0: okay. So from bad blood to buckets of blood. Yeah, yeah. All nice right. Nice one, man. You know what? That's that'll, that'll do. I'll take it. It's fine. Yeah, from a, from a from an animated movie which has stuff to do about genetics. We now go to stuff about gene stealer hybrids. Nice. That's great. Okay, that'll do. Take two. Yeah. Good job. Um, Hey, two Jack. We now have a, a new uh, board game. Well, I say board Like, like a, a Space Hulk or Assassinorum esque board game coming from Games Workshop soon. Uh, I think it's out for pre-order now. One hundred pounds. The Deathwatch Kill Team uh, board game. Uh. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, okay, so they'll do uh, Assassinorum. They'll do a couple of, a couple of Gene Stealers, and you'll get like four, uh, four Space Marines. And then I went and looked at the website today. And you get, it's 50 models overall, uh, including 28 Gene Stealer hybrids of varying generations that are all really nice sculpts. A couple of extra special ones, some pure strain Gene Steelers, a Magus, a Broodlord, not a Broodlord, it's a Patriarch, we're going back to the, the 80s of, of, of uh, 40k. Um, and 11 Death Watch Space Marines of varying different chapters and classes. All of them really nice sculpts, including a white scar on a jet bike it, it does. See. It does look really good. But like the question that I was holding off asking you yeah. earlier, because I want to talk about it on the show, is um what is it like Space Hulk? That's oh. what I got from just looking at it. It looks like it's going to be a sort of a bigger scale of Space Hulk. And it's it's really weird because it's going back to Gene Steel cultists, which God, how long has it been since they were a thing? So I mean you you'll probably remember more better than I will. All I can remember there is it's been a really long time. It has. It's like early 90s. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't think Gene Steeler cults have been a thing since second edition of 40K, which was, you know, back when everything was really bright primary colours. I, mean, I, like I seem to remember reading the Gene Stealer novel in the mid-90s, and that's about the last time I can remember. There was, there was a Gene Steeler Gene cult- Steeler cultists being referenced. Yeah, there was a Gene Steeler cult army list in, like, a, an episode of Fanatic back in, like, 93, 94, where you had, like, armoured limos and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, and they haven't been mentioned since then. So everyone's like, wait, do gene stealers still work the same way? Cause are they the guys then? Are they the, those fellas that are half human? Look, they look half human. Basically, half. How, how gene stealers in, in 40K, n- not content with sort of. Uh, for, Games Workshop does this wonderful thing where they will, um, what's the word? Steal uh, <laughs> intellectual properties <laughs> from other people and call it a new thing and then sue anyone that tries to use it. Necron's Terminators. Well, I mean, no, they're I just sort of robotic skeletons also, but... it <gasps> was the but, first one I grabbed Gene Stealers were these um, scuttling, insectoid, um, hunter-killer beasties that were, like, unstoppable in close combat and would hunt you through the halls of, of derelict spaceships. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, yeah, I'm actually looking at the, the lineup of the Gene Stealer cult you get in the box, and yeah. this is so 80s. They are the sort of... Um, some of their limbs are hands, some of them are claws, some of them have bolt guns. There's a guy in there with just two arms and a pair of goggles who looks just like a Delac ganger from Necromanta. Yeah, he really does. And I've just is, spotted him. They're, so, they're such nice sculpts as well. They're just nice characters, aren't they? They've got a lot of, well, my like depth. There's a lot of character in motion, in motion too. Yeah. The, the, the patriarch looks amazing. Uh, with his big pulsating brain. The the, the space brains all look amazing, including one that has a power fist with under slung melter gun. Yeah, he was cool. Um, what was the guy with the hood? Was he a dark? He angel? was a dark angel. He, that he looks amazing. Like I don't is. see a white scar on a jet bike. I do see a, a um, regular bike. Yeah, I see yeah. a regular bike. Yeah, with a falcon sort of coming off of his his uh, shoulder.
2: <coughs>
0: oh, I thought he was uh, a raven wing. <laughs> Oh, no, no, sir. And you've got, I think got, there's a Dark Angel, but I'm not sure what sort of Marine he is. And you've got two Blood Angels and two Ultramarines in there as well. <clears> you also get a, uh, a Servo Skull. <laughs> yes, one Servo Skull and one Teleport Homer. <clears throat> but yeah, basically, um, to make Gene Stealers even slightly, even scarier mm-hmm. um, from the whole xenomorphs thing, yeah. is they added in a little bit of um, Escape from Innsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> had, so, yeah, traces <laughs> in there as well. Yeah, basically, how a gene stealer works is it will land on a planet. They they they're sent ahead of the high fleets of Tyranids. So Tyranids are these uh, horrifying organisms from beyond the stars. They come from outside our galaxy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they are literally just uh, all about eating everything. They will devour all biomass in a, in, a, in a star system. Um, And ahead of them, they said the gene stealers, which are these horrifying six-limbed monstrosities. Um, And basically what they do is they land on a planet, they will psychically control people, Mm -hmm. and implant them with their own genetic material, whilst taking a little bit of the genetic material of the local host species, hence gene stealer. And that person then, they have uh, mind-controlled, will uh, be subtly controlled into... Uh, obeying everything that the the gene stealer wants and it will uh, be obsessed with having a child so it will then go off and find a mate, it'll go off and be a normal human being and flourish and procreate Mm -hmm. and any children they have will be part gene stealer so they'll look like horrifying monstrosities but they will look after their, their children and they'll take them away to a little reclusive you know Compound somewhere hidden away from the eyes of society, and more and more of them will congregate in this place with their horrible three limbed alien monster offspring. And each progressive generation looks slightly more and more normal, but never fully normal until you get to a gene stealer magus, which is like a normal human being but no hair and is very psychic. And then any generation (laughs) that's very psychic (laughs) will basically just be another gene stealer, perfect, pure strain gene stealer, and then the whole cycle starts again. And then the high fleet turns up and goes, hey guys, we're here, we need a beacon, where, where are you guys at? And the gene stealers basically sort of put out a big old beacon into the sky going,
3: we're over here!
0: And we'll run amok, killing the local populace and the local soldiers and everything like that, so that when they're in um, its um, land, there's no one to put up a fight, and they will just eat everything, including the gene stealers, and just reabsorb them back into the <laughs> high fleet. <laughs> and I they really were a thing that just sort of hasn't really been mentioned for a while now um yeah <laughs> um, also I love tyranids like, they're kind of terrible about uh, on the tabletop at the moment but I always love the fluff of the tyranids they're a really good threat they are really cool they are very terrifying and intimidating yeah plus now, well. now deathwatch marines in you know you just buy a model of deathwatch marines rather than buying like the shoulder pads and yeah. converting it from scratch so that's really cool. So if you follow your Games Workshop stuff, that's definitely well worth looking into It's a standalone board game uh, to buy. It's hundred pounds, which might seem a bit expensive until you look at you know most other things. In <laughs> yeah, GW's uh, <laughs> catalogue. Although not and the really most the- for a premium <clears throat> boxed game, that's actually not that outrageous now. Like Imperial <laughs> Assault, the Star Wars boxed game is about eighty quid. Yeah. 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 And they're always, I mean, their box games are usually quite good. I think Dreadfleet was a, kind of a bit of a letdown, but Space Hulk was good, Assassinorum was good. Um, they've done some really, really good stuff recently. Um, and having said that, in terms of actually things being expensive, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Simon, but the, um, the New Year New Army sets for 40k hmm. and Fantasy, where well, I've been looking at them and going, wait a minute, this saves money. What the hell? Wait, watch, the, the army boxes are actually cheaper. Yeah, no, and not just... Cheaper, like normally uh, games Workshop have always, you know, released army boxes, and they will cost like seventy three pounds fifty. Because <laughs> inside of it will be exactly seventy three pounds fifty worth of miniatures. Buying them all separately costs seventy three pound fifty. Buying them all together costs seventy three pound fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I just, I got, I got taken aside when I looked at um, uh, the, the uh, demons of corn uh, box set, which I have picked up, and I was like, okay, that's a, that's a you get a, a, a sprue of 10 blood letters, that's 18 pounds. You get a sprue of uh, three uh, blood crushers, that's 25. So what's that, 18 plus 25? So 43? Don't ask me. Yeah. Uh, it's about, those came to about 40. And you get a skull cannon, which on its own is 35. So I'm like, wait, this comes to 75 pounds. And it costs 50. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense at all. This saves money. The weirdest one came when I looked at the Lizardman kit because it costs fifty pounds. They all cost fifty pounds. In the Lizardman kit, you get a boxosaurus, so that's twenty pounds. You get a box of cold one nights, so that's twenty pounds. So we're up to forty. And- Can I just stop you there briefly to say, I, I just for a moment had yep. a, a, a thought in my head of what's a boxosaurus? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I want to see a boxosaurus. I to say a box saurus. Yeah. I mean, it's lizard men, so saurus was not an unexpected suffix, but I was just like, what's a box of saurus? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Basically, I've caught up with you now, though. Yeah, you get, you get a box of lizard men dudes with, with spears, that's £20. You get a box of lizard, man on, uh, lizard men dudes with spears riding on velociraptors, that's another £20, so £40 in a £50 box set. And the final thing you get in there is a carnosaur. So it's basically a dude riding a T-Rex, which on its own is £50. What? Do you think, yeah? Do you think someone's got all the board of the directors of Games Workshop just locked away in a boardroom somewhere with a gun on them? But this is or the, something. But the, the, <laughs> like, is, the Carnosaur is still available. The Carnosaur box is still available and is still fifty pounds. So you can either for buy, the same money, you can get the Carnosaur and a bon- and forty pounds worth of other stuff. And I thought this was going to be because like, it's called New Year, New Army. I thought it's just going to be a January thing. Not only is it not just a January thing, they're, they're, they're going to keep them up. They are bringing in more armies as time goes on.
2: They've just released the Orcs one.
0: This is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to get people... <laughs> was they surprised. They're trying to get people into the... Into the oh, yeah, and every, <laughs> um, every one of the army box sets, these £50 box sets, comes with a data sheet that gives you the points cost, the rules... Um, and all the all the stuff for it, and a force, little force organisation chart so it's actually able to play straight out of the box. I mean, that fits with their stated thing of we sell models, and they're less interested in selling games now. Yeah, which is becoming more of a thing. But if they're doing the we sell models and we sell them reasonably priced? I'm very confused. Yeah, it's a really good way to get people into it. The the way they've marketed it is perfect. New year, new army. Like You want to try something new? Here's a bunch of stuff for a lot cheaper than you buy it for individually, and you can play it straight out of the box. Here's here's an army list, and you get a special rule if you use it as it is uh, shown in the box. It's a clever way of throwing out bait, really, isn't it? Oh, like, It's like here you go, as with, try as this. With, as with all hobbies, this will hook you with yeah. what you know the next army, which is very clever. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing; it's a great thing. And even if you're, that. even if you're like you know, uh, you've already got an army, and you just go right, I want to add something to it. Fifty pounds to add, you know, ninety quid's worth of extra stuff. yeah. Or I just want that, yeah. You could just have that and walk away. <coughs> even if you just wanted to add, say, Lizardman, Even if you just wanted to add. Coldwin Riders and Saurus to your thing. Why not just bring an extra £10 and get a fucking T Rex? There's, there's never an excuse to say, Do you want to spend £10 and get as sweet as a fucking rad T Rex model? Like, yeah, I do. There's never, you never an excuse not Never to do that. say no to that. Yeah. And that is a rule we will live by. Absolutely. Excellent. <laughs> so just, yeah, gushing about 40k at the get moment. Get to the, and, get and to the stores, fantasy. kids. Get to the stores. If you want to get into into Games Workshop and, and then come and beat the crap out of me at it, because I haven't won a game in how long I've been in this hobby, 22 years now,
2: <laughs> then
0: please come and do so. I'll win a game someday. Someday. And they seem to be doing these start collecting boxes for 40k as well. 40k and fantasy. Uh, yeah. They've got one for the um, Adeptus Mechanicus army as well. With a weird, horrifying Spider Walker tank, like War of the World style thing. Nice. I, yeah. I, I very nearly went with the, with the Adeptus uh, Mechanicus army, the Skitari, simply because I read one thing, which is, they don't have HQ choices. They don't have their own dedicated HQ choices in the Skitari, and I was like, well that seems a bit weird. And then I read why, and it says, because The leader of the army isn't going to go stand on the front of the battlefield. He's going to stand in a space station way above the planet
2: and give commands remotely, out of harm's way. It makes a certain amount of sense. It really does. I'm like, huh,
0: well, all right then. These guys are kind of cool. Just just pay, just hand over the money. Yeah, let's do it. I think you might be a little bit. Oh, no, you're not. You're not off on your calculations because I'm just looking at it now. And uh, the Imperial Guard starting box seems to come with a unit of infantry, a Commissar, and a Lehman Russ. Commissar is quite expensive on his own for some reason. He is. And the, the, the box of Cadians is like 18 pounds. Yep, so that's 33. And the Lehman Russ itself is 31 pounds. I mean they're all different differing values of how much you save. I mean, I think the Lizardmen are right at the top of the range but because of that fucking carnosaur miniature in there. Um I think the Space Marines doesn't actually save you that much. Imperial Guard doesn't save you that much. But, but some I mean of, even then it's a saving. Oh absolutely. It's still and also like who isn't gonna want more Cadian troops? Who isn't gonna want another Lehman Russ? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, a squad of Cadians with a Commissar to lead them and a Lehman Russ, that's, that's a fairly sensible upgrade to your army. Absolutely. And also, if you're, just like, if you're building up your Imperial Guard army, you go, right, I need a squad of Cadians and I need a Lehman Russ. That comes to £48. Pounds. So for an extra £2, pounds, you get a Commissar. Yeah. What? It's not a bad model. That what? makes a, a worrying amount of sense. So, yeah, I'm, I'm they- confused. Right? Hey, you want to get into the hobby again, don't you, Simon? Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! The Tau one is a £50 box and it includes three uh, XV8 battle suits, which is £45 on their own. Yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, a squad no. of fire warriors and an ethereal. What are they doing? I think <laughs> they've realised 75... that the are actually quite cheap to make. Uh, yeah, no kidding. That's, uh, I mean, it's at least £75 before you add the ethereal. I think the fact that they didn't have the towel box when I went in there is the only reason I've gone with demons. But yeah, wow, okay, yeah, now is apparently the time, if you're curious, to get into Games Workshop and buy towel, because that's a fucking saving. Absolutely, and you get giant robots. Speaking of which, coming soon. Yes, coming soon. But speaking of um, uh, making lots of money... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good segue. Oh, yes. Like I've never that. done a good segue before. We'll Let do. me just sit here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And let's carry on. Speaking of making lots of money, the uh, records were shattered, shattered. Like I'm shattering the you know the volume there with my yeah. uh, of R-rated
2: openings Sweet. by by Deadpool. Yeah. So we've been to the cinema. We have. I just it's thought just to talk about
0: before Deadpool, but now we're talking about Deadpool. Is it an important thing? I was going to say, speaking of things being shattered, yeah, records are being shattered. Leo DiCaprio's long-standing record of not having an Oscar. Okay, we should probably talk about that. <laughs> okay, uh, just for a bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew he would. Well done. I knew he was going to get it for that film. It was and his not year. For, You know, it was a good film, but not saying that, you know, Oscars, you know, are that important. But still. But still. They're, they're not, but it is really nice to see him get one. Yeah, it is nice to see him get one. However, I don't like some of the like, the calculated nature of when and how they decide certain people get Oscars. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, this is not... Looking at all the role, roles he's been nominated for, this is not the one I would have given him an Oscar for. Yeah. It's up there, but I think you're right. On, it's on, not Wolf of Wall yeah. Street, and it's not Aviator. You and know, he's Django. Yeah. yeah amazing Django um but no he was great and I think you know uh what a good guy to you know use that platform he's literally standing on I suppose we can, um, we can now say academy award winner Leo DiCaprio exactly yeah but he, he used that also to, to sort of um uh, speak about climate change as well mm. he nicely segued from the the nature aspects of uh, the revenant which are prevalent mm. um and sort of or also like mentioned climate change in his, um, <laughs> in his, uh, in his winning speech. And I thought, Speaking yeah. of films with climate change messages, <laughs> Mad Max, six Oscars. Hell yes. fucking year. No of- other film came close to that many Oscars this year, yet it wasn't best picture, apparently. It was better than every other film in every way, but not <laughs> yes. Best Picture because genre movies don't win the big prizes. They don't. They don't. I'm afraid. But still, we we can bask in the six. Also. I mean, they're not our Oscars, but we can bask in them. We
1: can we can take, take them. them. Mm. What, what was? Them. I I haven't actually seen all the results. What was the spotlight?
0: One Best Picture.
1: Didn't you actually end up going and seeing that
0: because I was told it would make me upset. I don't know what spotlight. I guess is. I was kind of the point. It's about, essentially, it's about shining a spotlight on uh, certain activities that are occurring within the Catholic Church. Is that correct? Uh, That is correct. Yeah, the cover-up in the Catholic Church and the um, Uh, scandal in New England. It's across New York and Boston, I believe. And that's why it's called Spotlight. It's an investigation into that and what happened when that investigation occurred. And I would like to see it. I hear it is a decent bit of cinema. It's really good, but also, like, I was basically, it's really good, but don't go and watch it, you'll get really fucking angry. You'll get angry. really angry, yes, I hear That's that. That's basically okay. what I was told as well. Yeah. Um, but I will watch it in yeah. a controlled environment, <laughs> which is not an environment uh, that I was in when I went wait, about watching. Wait, I was going to say, oh, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Simon. Yes. Have you been keeping up with the Saturn Awards? Yes. Yeah. I tweeted about this. What what are Saturn Awards? Uh, Sci-Fi Oscars. Oh, sweet. Mm, Go on. Mm. Um, I think it's now been rectified in one instance, I believe. Has it? I'm going to check this. Yeah. The the trouble with the Saturn Awards is, speaking of genre movies getting awards, this is where you'd expect to see, for example, Star Wars get some serious nominations. Right. Uh, And indeed, it has. In fact... I can tell you that both Harrison Ford and John Boyega have been nominated. Star Wars got a nomination for both Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. They did list Harrison Ford as the Best Actor and John Boyega as the Best Supporting Actor, though. Oh. Yeah, John Boyega, Best Ah. Supporting Actor to Harrison Ford's Best Actor. Then they've clearly misunderstood the whole point of the film, haven't they? The, the, The whole point. Of this, of the Force Awakens, is that it is the starting of a new story. It just happens that the supporting characters are the primary characters from the original trilogy. For- well, no, this- And more to the point, uh, Disney actually put up a thing because Disney love pitching for awards, and they've <laughs> actually put up a thing on their own website that says which actors and which and which crew and everything are eligible for which awards. Right. And, and they say John Boyega is the only one eligible for Best Actor. And Best Supporting Actor, you've got Adam Driver, Harrison Ford, you've got Anthony Oscar Daniels Isaac. is in there, Oscar Isaac. Um,
2: and that's pretty clear.
0: They're saying John Boyega is the lead character. And they have corrected it in that they've moved John Boyega into the Best Actor category, although yes. they have kept Harrison Ford in the Best Actor category. Yep. Which and, he shouldn't be. I think he a lot of be in people, Best supporting actor. I think a lot of people try to defend it by I think through the much the same thing of like, oh, but he's the the established character, he's the established actor. Alec Guinness was the only well known actor in the original Star Wars, and he was listed as supporting actor. Well, the thing is, uh, did, uh, and, and um, um, uh, Peter Cushing, yeah, someone did. Someone did oh, yeah, yeah, Respond to this with. That's interesting. So how come Daisy Ridley is listed as Best Actress and uh, Carrie Fisher is Best Supporting Actress? Yep. Mm. Now, uh, they have, that, is... uh, interestingly, because they've now moved John Boyega into Best Actor and kept Harrison Ford there, they've now also put Adam Driver in for Best Supporting Actor. So yeah. in a way, Star Wars gets another nomination, which is good. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Matt. But... Mind you, it doesn't matter because I... all of the awards are going to go to Mad Max. Yes. It's Actually, right. that's, that's not a problem in the Best Actor roles, because only Best Leading Actress has a nomination for Mad Max, and I think Charlize Theron has got it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, no arguments here. Yeah, I'd say that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope it isn't a case, like, like you were saying, with the, with the Star Wars ones. I mean, that's, uh, that's where really billing has come into it, really. Because Harrison Ford is still top billed of... I um, can As I said, on Disney's own site where they say yeah. who is eligible for which awards, yeah. Harrison Ford is not eligible for a best leading role. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, speaking of billing and stuff like that, when I was watching Ghostbusters over the weekend, realising on the the, the the DVD of Ghostbusters, yeah. Ernie Hudson doesn't get a credit on the on the cover. No? Rick Moranis does. Huh. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but Ernie Hudson is a
2: Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, Fucked up.
0: Speaking of things that were fucked up, yeah, <laughs> there
3: you
0: go. I did it. Well done. I, I one. like I that, I, I just, that one. one, got ignored. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I, I feel we have to talk about topical news, yeah. Let's talk, well, yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, it was, was pretty fucked up? up. We went to the cinema and we all saw a fucked up film, which is basically the mask for the next generation. Huh.
2: Mind blown, <laughs> motherfuckers. I thought of this riding I mean, over and I was like, I'm bloody right to no. you know? go. <laughs> but. I mean, hmm. No. What do you mean? He is. No. He is. I'm going to say no. This is the biggest debate ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. He kind of is. You mean that it's a, it's a madcap irreverent superhero comedy? Yeah, yeah. Because mm, <laughs> my problem with that is that The Mask yeah. was... It, it was not an R-rated, super violent... <laughs> uh, it, it was very much a family fun, wacky Jim Carrey vehicle. <laughs> From a very dark comic. From a very dark comic, uh, but the yeah, adaptation yeah. wasn't faithful to that very dark comic. And oh, I think it God. came it in a type, it down. Yeah. It came at a time in cinema where things like that weren't being faithful. I don't know, no. the quote was quite good. I mean, it made a lot of changes, but generally the feel of it was fairly... The, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Very Whereas uh, Deadpool, it has that wacky comedic element, but it's also making very much a statement of not pulling punches. That's true. Even it's- when you probably should, like when you're punching a giant man made out of metal. <laughs> <which> is- <laughs> and, and Ryan Reynolds is not... This generation's Jim <laughs> Carrey. <laughs> like, he is in this because he is an actor of the type that you would get to play a superhero and a massive Deadpool fan. Yeah. yeah. He's not in it because he's a comic carrying a comedy role. No. He is funny, but he's not known for comedy more than anything else. Even though he should now be known for being a superhero actor. Because, like Chris Evans, he's been in shitloads of superhero films. Yep. Because this is, what, his third one now? At least. Oh. I Well, I know, obviously, he's Lantern. And he's... Green Lantern. He was in Blade Trinity. Oh, so he was, yeah. And yeah, also, he was Deadpool. Wolverine. In X-Men Origins. Yeah. Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> Which is a separate character. So it's his fourth role, third or fourth character from <laughs> 3. comics. 3. Five. Yeah, more or less. And he finally nailed it. <laughs> oh, he did. I mean, I... <laughs> No one can blame him for the portrayal in Wolverine. Yeah. Because that's not how he wanted to play the character, as he makes quite clear in this film. And also, he was just fighting in Blade Trinity. The film was terrible, but Ryan Reynolds was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's true. The film was awful, but he was okay in it. I, was, I walked for out all thinking of, that he was the main high point. For all of Triple H and his vampire poodles. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yes. Ryan Reynolds did have one of the finest lines in cinema where he referred to someone as a cock juggling thundercut. Yes. Some of my favorite favorite put downs in the cinema. Which f- ever. Would fit in the which would fit in Deadpool as well. So yeah. even then he was showing his chops for this particular kind of niche role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's okay, so let's let's begin by what do we all think, first of all, overall. That was a fifteen. Yeah, that was my reaction as well. Over yeah, here, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? Like, they're, they're, I, he cuts I, a man's head off and kicks it at another man. I think, I think more like full frontal nudity. Oh, we, we've had this discussion before, though, yeah. I, I, I still don't think it's that probably. was comic book full frontal nudity, and it wasn't sexualized in any way. That was not. But I did walk I mean, out of that look. film. Oh, that. Yeah, I suppose I was thinking of the fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, I, honestly, it's the state of cinema today. I'm far more used to seeing women naked than men, so that stuck out a lot yeah. more for me. I think um, it stuck out to me because I was like, it's a 15. That is, <laughs> that is definitely... That lady is not wearing pants. <laughs> I did, on the walk home from seeing this, turn to Zoe and go, what do you have to do to get an 18? Right? Like, what act could they have added? What's been an 18 uh, recently? Nothing. It is not marketable to have an 18. In any way, people avoid it like the plague. Because you are limiting on, the audience that is going into this now very, very broad like market of film. Now. Yeah, gone are the days when people aimed to get an 18. Yeah, that's right. But it looks like that now, you say that... That is going to reverse because all of the studios are going to look at Deadpool and see how well it did because, oh, look, it's a comic book thing, but actually it's really kind of adult in content. So what else are we going to do? Oh, we're going to make Old oh, Man Logan an 18. Oh, we're going to do like an 18 Batman film. You know, I could just see it happening again. And oh, I don't yeah, know- I mean, a bunch of these things have already been announced. Yeah, I d I don't know if all of I don't know if that's entirely a good thing. I think makes in me, some ways it is. Makes me wonder about Venom vs. Carnage. That's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a bad thing overall because there's gonna be too many people trying to emulate Deadpool's success without <coughs> understanding why it was successful. Exactly. Yeah. You're completely which is, right. Which is always the way with any film that gets successful. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it offers good things for a franchise like X-Men. I'd love to see what they will do with you know, more adult um, themes. Yes, because that's that's a film that you can go into some interesting directions with, or you could also fuck it up really, really badly. I mean, especially yeah. if you go down the mature does not equal edgy route. Exactly. But I, I have a wonderful yeah. feeling that the the real uh, victim of this is going to be Suicide Squad, who have been hinging so much of their marketing on oh Jared Leto goes so out there and crazy in this film, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's still a PG, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, so they're, they're going to look oh shit. They're going to oh, look. They're a shit quaking they are. in their boots. <laughs> um, it is. But, but I was thinking about this. I was like, what what kind of what what um, franchise could work? And I was thinking about the Marvel stuff. I was like, I was thinking, could you imagine a really cool Moon Knight film? What's Moon Knight? Moon Knight is like. He's like one of the Marvel Batman clones, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah. But he wears like a white cape and stuff and silver armor. I think that is anyway. But basically he's an insane person who believes, or is actually possessed by an Egyptian god, telling him what to do.
1: Um, his, his, his batarangs are made of elementum as well. Yes. He's awesome. Yes. He's, he's sort of, a, at the moment, he's very street level,
0: despite his like deity inside his head, hmm. but um, yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. So I'd like to see that as um, an eighteen. That would be really cool, Hulk movie. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool. Dealing with his past and everything like that, rather than you know how badly it was done in the
2: Ang Lee. Ang Lee did Ang Lee do a Hulk movie? Yeah, yeah. The first
1: one.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the Eric Banner one. Two thousand
1: three. Yes.
0: We don't need to think about it. It still hurts. Yep, but that ah, but that uh, obviously then brings us on to the point: Can you make a decent Hulk solo film? Mm. There's a, there's enough material out there. It there depends is. on how they. It depends on how they do it. Yeah, I'd say Mar- you know Marvel have shown they can do. They can. They can turn. Oh yeah, I they mean can, they can gamble as well at this point. Go, go they're back. they're free to gamble with what they have. Go back ten years and say you know they're going to make a movie of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. What, no, absolutely, what? The, one, I mean. the one with the talking tree and the raccoon. Yeah, exactly. That was <laughs> my reaction when they announced it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, like, leave it to Marvel. They can do anything. Mm. So, it's the like, so any like films anything. from 2015 whose names I recognize that carried an 18 rating are Fifty Shades of Grey and The Human Centipede 3. Oh,
1: oh, oh. Yeah, oh, it's oh, it, it, that that oh, so,
0: so much less impressive now. It really does. Um, oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah. it, hell, they made a lot of money, but still. Um, I don't think Human Centipede <laughs> I don't really think anyone true. but me has seen Human Centipede 3 oh, in wow. the whole world. We'll do a commentary track, or we'll say real Special. <laughs> really? Are you sure? Because it will literally just be. Just like, screaming, and you can hear scratching at the it'll, door. It'll literally just be one track, which will just be me giggling and you slowly refilling a martini glass. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Deadpool. That was a film. We're talking about Deadpool, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. um, And I honestly, the I, as you say, full frontal nudity, male and female. Yeah. Decapitation. Mm-hmm. Torture. yeah Gore. Yeah. No. Sex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pegging. I was supposed to say this. Is, yeah, God damn it, you got there before I did. Mean, <laughs> if you ever wanted to see Marina Baccarin pegging ryan reynolds and <laughs> who we all have we, oh, yeah, yeah you know it happens um you know then this is the film for you apparently also bad language oh, and yeah, a, a lot of not unspeakable language well, there were words that weren't language. used notably yes yeah um and those probably would have earned it an 18 rating that's mm-hmm. probably i think that's the only thing they could have done that did they didn't that would have F got word. them an 18 rating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but the F word doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You can say fuck That's... on television. Yeah. There are, there are words you can't say, and they didn't. Mm. But they didn't need to, really. No, they didn't. There was no reason to. But no. I, I honestly struggle to think of what they could have done to try harder to get an 18 rating. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, I, and the thing is, with it being R-rated, kids can go see this in the States. That really bothers me. Really does. Yeah, America needs to figure out its rating system. It does. Sorry, I'm going to get my moral, my moral high horse now. America, well, fix your problem. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know uh, they still uh, it's still that thing though, isn't it? That they they're still kind of happy to let a certain audience see this because they know they'll they'll sell more tickets, really. But it's you know it's really down to the parents, isn't it? It is. Yep. Um, so we're going to do a you know. I, I wish I could say that, like, every single thing you see of um, reviews from parents who were shocked <laughs> that their, that their <laughs> children so saw it. That's funny! I, I really They're wish Greek. I could say that they are all of them quite clearly made up. Like, because obviously... Yeah, a few what, of them are. But who, who would up. look at an R-rated film and then go, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And then I realise I've worked in video game retail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I that's, know that's where are. I go with it, is parents buying GTA without having read the back of the box. And then they'll complain yeah. to you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why, uh, isn't they just, come on, why would they have these things in a game? It's not suitable for children. You're, yeah, that's why it's fucking age rating on him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so why here's that, the thing that now. Mm. Yeah. So here's the thing about Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool is not the biggest Marvel character. No. His his following is one of the most loyal. Oh yeah. Uh, the people who love him really love him. Uh, he, but. He, I, It's not like everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Everyone knows who Superman and Batman are. You know, there's the the heroes that everybody knows. Um, And Deadpool was never one of those. So back when X-Men Origins Wolverine came along and there was Wade Wilson was a character in it. Ryan Reynolds, as one of those fiercely loyal Deadpool fans, jumped at the chance to play him. Now, as we all know about that film, it's shit. I don't know that. I never saw it. But, okay. Uh, Why did you not see it? It just kind of passed me by. I watched the version that got leaked, and it had... um, It was an infamous leak, and it had like half of the CGI effects missing. So my viewing is even worse than most people's (laughs) of Wolverine's origin, if that's (laughs) possible. Um, Oh my god. He is in it, and he was bullied into being in it. They said, basically, so this is what we're thinking with Deadpool. And he's like, oh, that's not really that great at all. And they're like, oh, that's okay, well, we'll just get someone else to play and then... And the thing is, oh. it was a chance to be Wilson, Wade Wilson on screen, so he sort yes. went with it. But, yeah. I mean, this is the film in which they took the Merc with the Mouth, as Deadpool is frequently called, and sewed his mouth shut. Yep. Uh, this is how bad X-Men Origins Wolverine is. Uh, you <laughs> remember how much I used to dislike everything Christopher Nolan has made. Yeah. Uh, basically, I was told I really should watch Inception, and I had a copy kicking around, and I was like, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. X-Men Origins Wolverine is on TV. I'll watch that until I think that watching a Christopher Nolan film would be a better idea. <laughs> 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 Took 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and as it happens, I loved Inception, so <laughs> I was say worked it worked out well. Yeah, I was going to say, come on, man, Inception's great. Oh, it is. Um, it, it worked out very well. I, I watched Inception and then sat there and went, well, shit, I don't hate everything Nolan's ever done. Yeah. Uh, and, respected, and respected him as a filmmaker and said what he should do is stick to original work. He shouldn't do adaptations. Hmm. Yes, correct. Uh, but so Ryan Reynolds came off the back of Wolverine going, this was a horrible, horrible representation of the character that I love. And that's when he started campaigning to get a Deadpool film made. This is where this comes from. It's from the desperation to have a decent representation of the character. And unfortunately, as he's part of the Mutants, he's owned by Fox. And it was Fox who resisted uh, making a Deadpool film for as long as they have. Pretty much Mm -hmm. since X-Men Origins Wolverine. It just won't sell. I mean, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine tank's yeah, and that, and that, that was Wolverine. Like- no one even knows who Deadpool is. Mm. You know, it's that just, it's Spider-Man. A compelling argument, to be honest. Uh, no one does know who Deadpool is. Well, they do now. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows <laughs> who he is. He's getting quite big in Korea now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's based on like, seeing uh, K-pop stars, like, a guy who's doing a bunch of art of just Deadpool and Spider-Man fan art, like, shipping them together. And everyone's like, who's that? Go, this is Deadpool. Let me tell you a thing about Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the, the film, uh, well, we had the test footage got leaked, mm. which is what leaked. really cemented this film getting made. Yeah, it leaked. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who leaked that, right? Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds bloody did, the lunatic. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and then it opened, and I, I was... I didn't think I'd be going to see this film. Mm. I didn't like the test footage. I thought, oh, that looks very Deadpool. I think Deadpool fans are going to get the film they want. But I've never liked the character. Well, that's not true. I've maybe... It's very hit and miss in comics for the character. Yeah, He's had great moments that I've gone, that's brilliant. But the huge fan following really put me off. It definitely can do, yeah. Mm. So I never got into the character deeply, and I was like, I'll I'll probably give this one a miss. It looks fun for the people who are going to enjoy it. And then it opened. And I started paying attention because this passion project of Ryan Reynolds, of a reasonably obscure character who is, has the potential to be quite off-putting to a lot of people. When Ryan Reynolds is fresh off the back of Green Lantern. Yeah, which was not a good film. Which yeah. was a dreadful film. And, and fresh off the back of X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was a an awful one. film. Yeah. Uh, I I was thinking not for me, and then yep. it had like the largest opening day in February in cinema history. Yes, uh, beating Fifty Shades of Grey. Hooray! Woo! It did the the best business in any day on February in cinema history, beating Fifty Shades of Grey. Woo! The largest <laughs> February opening weekend. Uh, the largest um, President's Day weekend opening. The largest R-rated opening weekend. Which beat Matrix Reloaded? Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> the, the largest R rated comic adaptation opening. Uh, I'm not sure who they beat for that one. It's either 300 or Watchmen. I forget who had the what biggest Dred? one before. Uh, no, nobody. Dread yeah. tanked. Nobody saw Dread. Dread tanked. Yeah. Dread Dread deserved to be the biggest opening R rated comic Absolutely. action <laughs> movie, but, but it wasn't. Even, even throughout all these reviews, I'll still take Dread over Deadpool. Oh yeah, no, me I take Dread over a lot of things. It yeah. was amazing. I, I went back to see that three or four days in a row in the cinema every lunchtime. Yep. Uh, honestly, I did, because uh, I was within walking distance of the cinema. Uh, it had the largest uh, weekend opening in the winter season, uh, for which it beat American Sniper. I and that. it was the, the largest opening for 20th Century Fox ever. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> wow. uh, beating Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, beating Revenge of the Sith. That's the main one. Wow. Yeah. And I looked at these numbers and I was like, holy fuck, is this good? Is this film good? Uh, and They're I started popular. hearing things about it from people. I thought, I, I kind of have to watch this. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm going to make my little confession. I pirated the shit out of it. Uh, oh, ah. And I, I, I watched a pirated copy and I was like, fuck, this is good. <laughs> and I turned to Zoe and went, do you want to go to the cinema and watch Deadpool? Because I want to give them money now. And that's how I first saw Deadpool. Oh, excellent. I mean, I, I think we all had, I, I definitely had reservations. Like, I I'm like, the same with you, Simon. Like, I, uh, I like Deadpool. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not massive into him. But, like, when he's done right, when he's sort of, like you know, the in-joke. It, it's great sometimes, um, and I, I feared that him being the centre of it all was going to be a bit of a problem, but it, it was, I actually really enjoyed it, and enjoyed it more the more I thought about it as well. I so think yeah, I was I think- in shock when I came out. Yeah, no, me too. Absolutely. I was stunned by how much I enjoyed it, because yeah. when I say he's hit and miss, I don't think I've ever enjoyed a Deadpool story arc. Yeah, yeah. I like aspects of the character that various people bring to him, uh, yes. Such as lifting the mask to talk to Clint because Clint's deaf. Yeah. Uh, such as his flirtation with Cable and Spidey. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a bit of pansexual representation in comic books. I think that's great. You know, it's weirdly where he gets more diverse and interesting and oddly sensitive. <laughs> I'm like, I like that someone's doing that, especially with a character with such a reputation for being mm. all over the place and defensive. I like that they don't overuse it as well. Hmm. They just do it enough to let you know it's part of his character. It's like the, the Dr. Cox syndrome from, from Scrubs. Yeah. Like you don't want to over, overuse all the sort of uh, sac- well, not saccharine moments, but the sort of the humanizing moments. Yeah. What's awesome. We reference the bull, but yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I could have gone with like Hawkeye from, from MASH for a better, oh, for yeah, a more, yeah. more erudite. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another good example of the character who there's enough of a layer there that you know that's part of them, mm, but it's yeah. not the overriding impression. Yeah. Well, it's it's good, actually, because Deadpool, thinking about it now, really is, like, he could be a um a sort of, like, a, a voice for a, an awful lot of things, really, mm. and it, to be totally fit that's part of his character is the fact that he has all of these infinite facets that you keep finding out more about him, like, about what he does in his spare time and stuff, like, this is excellent. Yep. Mostly torments blind people. <laughs> he does also torment blind people with cocaine and Ikea furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Which I adore! I love That's that. So, I just love that. Al in this was absolutely fucking amazing. Yes. Oh my goodness me. I, I think <laughs> the thing that saved the movie for me was there was only one reference to Jimmy Chungas in the entire film. Yes, I, I remember seeing it in the trailer and going, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and that was it. That was the only reference. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Because that would have been an easy way to turn me off the character. Yeah, just overuse like the the, the memes and the internet jokes. Yep. It, and, and you know what? And, and and this is a rare thing in cinema these days as well, is that it actually constructed jokes effectively. Like, it was a very competently written comedy hmm. where it would reference back to things that, you, that had happened before and stuff. It wasn't just... I, I was expecting the worst thing it could have been, which I think is something like sort of what you said uh, an episode or two ago, maybe, Jack, was that it could have fallen back on the, uh, like, it being completely outlandish, not just aiming for shock value, you know, throwing in some fart jokes in there as well. Like, that is the worst-case scenario of what Deadpool could be. I think. It could so easily have been the laziest film in years. Yes. But it, it, it managed to actually be just a genuinely funny comedy they actually tried they tried (laughs) tried. yes this is the thing um one of the things that people could have told me to get me interested in this film beforehand uh it's not the first time that the writers of deadpool have got me uh to like something that on the face of it should have been totally not my kind of thing yeah yeah Uh, The the writers behind Deadpool were also the writers behind Zombieland.
1: Yes, they were. Yes, Yes. they were. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That actually makes a whole lot of sense now. Yeah. And if I'd known that before, I would have been, oh, no, I'll go and see this. Because Zombieland is one of my favorite films, and it shouldn't be. Like, there's nothing in that (laughs) that genre-wise should appeal to me. (laughs) But they, they managed to get it perfect because it was really witty and clever.
1: Um, and they've the done Edward it
0: again with all the Edgar Wright style overlays and their their um, fourth wall breaking and everything. I probably should have put two and two together there. Actually, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I I had a oh, of course moment when I looked it up on IMDb and was like, that makes perfect fucking sense. I remember I remember reading that like when Deadpool was first properly greenlit and going, oh cool, that makes, yeah, that's that's gonna be good. And then I forgot about it right up until the point that you mentioned it just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's um. Oh, man, yeah, it is very Edgar Wright as well, thinking about it now as well, that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But also, uh, I think another thing that helps it as well, which I think is probably, I, I could be wrong, but true of Zombieland as well, is that this is a film that worked under certain budgetary restraints. Like, they didn't have... A stupid amount of money for a superhero. Film. They, they didn't they, have. They didn't have Winter Soldier money. They didn't have yeah. Avengers money. They basically had the money that, like, like an eighth of the budget that, say, something like Avengers would have or Batman. Oh, yeah, and and in fact, they had seven million slashed off their budget at the last minute. <laughs> yes, they. Um, wow. There's the reason, and I love this even more. I love this film even more for the fact that they that they actually built that into the actual story. There is yeah, a they referenced it. Deadpool gets really psyched up and he begins collecting weapons and he's shoving them into a duffel bag and he's he's basically going to go out and he's going to take all the guns with him and it's going to be crazy. He's going to use all those guns, right? He then turns up at the action set piece and he has forgotten his guns. He's left them in the cab. He's left them in the cab. Now the reason that <laughs> is is because they cut the scene where he used all those guns So they have thrown a line where he says, I swear he references it. And I was like, I know he referenced it at the Xavier Mansion. And that was another deliberate reference, because originally there was a side plot with Wolverine. And I can't remember the villain, but there was another mutant villain who got cut. And so when he says, I guess the studio couldn't afford any more X-Men. He yes. really means it. Yes, <laughs> i got to admit as well. In terms, of, in terms of breaking the fourth wall within the comics, I was wondering how that was going to work out, and they did a really good one with the X-Men, and they said, we're going to take him to the Professor. Yeah. And they're, uh, wait, McAvoy or Stewart, because these timelines are getting really confusing. Oh, I did I like know. that one. Yeah. And I have to say, huge respect for Tim Miller, the director. Yeah. Because mm. this is his first feature film direction. He's done a couple of short films, like... Mm. Over 10 years ago. Yeah. And then he went into visual effects and he started in video games. He did like uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Ah. He did the visual effects for that. He then worked on Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And Star Wars, the old Republic. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And this is his directorial debut. And I've got to say, the man is set for a while now. Yeah. That's not a bad debut. He did, he, did, um, he did a really and, and I've got to admit it's really impressive um, and I was only thinking about this because I was listening to Fat Man on Batman quite recently Kevin Smith talking about Batman and stuff hmm. and um, ages ago when the video game Arkham Origins came out the one that the Warner Brothers studio did Rock said he didn't do it yeah. yes. um, and um, <laughs> I remember Kevin Smith always talking about this like there's this, there's this trailer which I did see for this game the game's awful Okay. But the trailer for it is amazing. It is a shot. It's of... only awful in comparison to the other Arkham games. True. It's actually not, true. Bad, not bad. It's not bad. But it, it, it doesn't hold up a candle to the others. Yeah. The Deathstroke fight was cool. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he did the trailer for that that game. And it is just this beautiful. And he, he basically does Batman's origins in the best way I think it's ever been done. <laughs> it's just. Um, like still, shot of a camera on uh, young Bruce Wayne excited coming out of the, the cinema. Uh, then in the alleyway, there's the gunshot. You see the pearls, the pearls drop, and it's all just in front of his face. Mm. And you see the emotion changing this boy's face, and it cuts to um, a boarding school, then it cuts to uh, him training with the, the League of Assassins, and, and it keeps cutting. And then he takes a punch to the face, and it's all in just the one shot. It's um, <laughs> him. Already working with like um you know comic book characters mm. you know and oh man he's and he's done well, it. he's done really well probably I mean we've gone into all this, we should probably say so Deadpool what's that then
2: <laughs> I think well who's that then what should I say I'm not taking it who's going to field this one
0: <laughs> All right I guess I'll pick it up cool. do it next. <laughs> Okay, so Deadpool is Wade Wilson, uh, a mercenary who... I, we'll stick to the movie okay, cool. Origins just, here, because oh, really? his his origin story gets deeply complicated, because he's had a few. And, and also several other people have had the same origin story within Deadpool. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> true enough. <laughs> but, I mean, the broad strokes are fairly similar. He is a mercenary yep. who is a mutant. That's In the X-Men world, I don't think we need to explain who the X-Men are. I fucking hope not if you're listening to this podcast. They're they're people with special powers, there you go. (laughs) They are mutants, yeah, and they have unique mutant abilities. And I think it's fairly consistent throughout all his origin stories that Wade Wilson uh, was terminally ill. I think it varies. Cancer Um, for the movie. uh, He 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 had
2: cancer. cancer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. He had cancer in comics. Yes, and... Uh, so that's his mutant power. Sort of, yes. That's <laughs> how it expresses. Yeah. And depending on origin story, he mutated or he was part of the Weapon X program or indeed he was part of a completely unlicensed forced evolution program mm-hmm. in the movie uh, whereupon his his mutant powers were instigated as opposed to naturally revealing themselves in a sort of... Desperate bid to save himself from cancer. A sort of Hail Mary, do or die, I'm going to die if I don't kind of effort. And luckily, very luckily for him, his mutant powers expressed as a ridiculous healing factor. Like, you think Wolverine can put himself back together again. It's nothing compared to Deadpool. Mm. He is basically unkillable at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much it. Most of his fighting ability comes from a combination of being a very powerful mercenary with special forces training before he was mutated and now having uh, very little concern for getting hurt in a fight. Couple those together yeah. and he can become incredibly deadly. He doesn't necessarily have the enhanced reflexes or strength that come with certain mutations. He's just basically impervious to damage. Not pain. Oh no, he still, feels, he still feels it so bad. <laughs> like uh, like, uh, like um, in Kick-Ass. <laughs> uh, oh, the opposite of Kick-Ass. Who doesn't feel pain, but takes all the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the opposite. He feels all the pain, but he'll heal everything. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> it, might take, it might take a few hours. Or up to a day to get his whole forearm back. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <To full drink. laughs> Oh god, the baby arm! <laughs> oh, the baby arm. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> and one of the things I like about Wade Wilson as a character is that the, the whole insanity, zaniness thing—that's that's not part of his mutation. He's just like that. Yeah. Way to put it is—he is kind of just an asshole. Hmm. Yeah. And and probably insane, like long yeah. before the mutation. There's some there's some certain PTSD going on in there. There's. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he, was,
1: he was a mess, you know, like, like in the movie, he was a mercenary.
0: He was yes. Canadian so supporter.
1: Yep. So he's seen and done some shit. And, and then he goes through some shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, and his job now is like a, essentially like a, a private eye slash bodyguard slash, uh, in, it was the word, intimidator.
3: Hmm.
0: I mean, he's still a mercenary. Yeah, pretty much, but like, uh, on a much smaller scale. Yeah, he's taking some very street-level jobs. And it's quite honestly very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? It's really, you'd be worried. He can switch from being funny to being absolutely terrifying. We're talking <laughs> about like Wade Wilson at the moment, like the, the Ryan Reynolds at the beginning of the film. Yeah, and this is what I mean by him being just like that before yeah. anything happened. It's, yeah. The scene that confirms that for me is the I will shoot your cat. <laughs> yes! I don't, I don't <laughs> have a cat. Then whose kitty litter did I just shit in? And I'm like, oh, okay. So Wade was just like that. Fair
3: enough.
0: It always has been. Um, and he works in a in a, uh, a sort of conglomeration of various mercenaries doing similar things. Um, <laughs> yeah, very much like you know, it, it's a very similar thing in the comics. They're all doing their own little jobs and everything. Like that uh, this bar being headed by Weasel. Yeah, it's so, basically a clubhouse for mercenaries. Yeah, where cool. all the jobs come through and they all gather to drink in between jobs. And man, I, f- I fucking loved Weasel in this film. It's, it feels very good. It's not a direction I've, ever, I've seen them take before. Mostly in the comics, he is just the sort of very meek foil to Deadpool who's from, really put in bad situations. From what I've read, they were sort of amalgamating two different Deadpool characters into Weasel in this film. Yeah. I don't know it well enough to say who they were. Yeah, because um, I. Mean- I, I've not read, very, I've not read like, all the Deadpool in the world, but most of the, most of the, the Weasel um, appearances I've seen, he's been very sort of uh, quiet and kind of a, a, a zany sidekick. Well, not a zany sidekick, but like, kind of a long-suffering sidekick. Um, yeah, apparently he's sort of a cross between Weasel and someone called Patch in the film. Uh, this is what I've heard. And, yeah. you know, so they took his two sort of side characters and merged them into one. And he is, I mean, thoroughly unpleasant.
2: But it it when you when you just think when you
0: try to think of quotes from, from uh, Weasel it just makes him sound like an awful person. He does have one of my favourite lines in the movie. Yeah, enjoy the midnight showing of Blade Two.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> which really should have been Blade Trinity, given the Ryan yeah. Reynolds connection. But we'll forgive them for that. Yeah, but nobody saw that film. <laughs> no, that's true. Except Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I, I mean, I, he had some, He had some, probably some of my favourite lines. Like I, I was... The, the description of Wade's face. Like, the, the, <laughs> just, the, the, the detail. Like, he looked like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. And like, I thought it was just going to end there, but then it's just the... Well, that was it, the trailer it, line. Yeah, but then, that was the trailer line. But then it just keeps going. And it's just like, it wasn't gentle I Like, hate fucking... Like they've been together a really long time. There's just and there no are problems love. in the relationship, and, yeah. and it's the only <laughs> catharsis available to them, short of violence.
1: <laughs> I, just, I love that so much. <laughs> See, my
0: favourite description of his face was, "Yeah, I look, I look like I was bitten by a radioactive Sharpey puppy." Because yeah. the very first comic Ryan Reynolds ever read featuring Deadpool was Deadpool and Cable number two, in which the line is said of Deadpool's face: "It looks like Ryan Reynolds crossed with a Sharpey puppy." Yep. Mm -hmm. Like a testicle with teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. He looked like Freddy Krueger got face fucked by a topographical map of Utah. Because we didn't mention (laughs) that his his evolution did cause him to become hideously scarred all over. We we should mention that, hence the mask, the very thick mask that he wears all the time. Yeah, you should wear a
1: mask, a really thick
0: mask, all the time.
1: Especially how it works in the comics, is that getting the ability was fighting his cancer, was curing his cancer, but it was also creating more cancer. Yes.
0: Uh, It was basically, it didn't cure the cancer, it just fought it as quickly as the cancer developed. Yeah. So the cancer was everywhere, but constantly fought as well. Yeah.
1: To which point, in the actual comics, eventually, he gets cured of his cancer, loses his powers, but becomes beautiful. He becomes pristine again, he becomes human. I still himself. It, it, the way I remember it
0: was that uh, like when I first started reading it was that basically the, the, the healing factor was so busy, it was very, very active, but it was so busy fighting his cancer that basically it would heal his, his uh, body, but it would leave a lot of superficial damage, which is why he, like Deadpool with his shirt has fuck loads of pock marks and bullet holes and shit all over yeah. his body and scars everywhere. There, uh, and although uh, we've been obviously saying a lot about how funny this film is, can I just say that, that bit? <coughs> he does uh, like the the full change that when you see everything. Oh, it it oh, man. That film takes a turn, and it for for just a brief moment, nothing's funny. Yeah. It's very. It well, it's not That's a brief harsh. moment. I mean, the whole torture sequence. <laughs> well, yeah, but I meant brief in terms of the the rest of the film. But yeah, totally. Because yes, in the film, as we say, he's, he's turned by an underground forced evolutionary. Project yes. where they, they use adrenaline as a catalyst to ignite evolution. So they torture him for a very long period of time. It, it, is, face. it is horrific. Yeah. And they it is really bad. went there with that. Have, but at have, the same time, he's all—he's always bad mouthing um, Ajax. Is that his name, Ajax? Yeah. Ajax, Ajax he's amazing always bad mouthing about keeping it light. But then it gets to that moment, and it's like—and you—and re- it's when you start to realize, oh, this is a coping mechanism. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. And that's where, mate, well, the, yeah, that's where his like ultra insanity comes from. He yeah. was obviously a bit screw loose, and then like, the torture put him over the edge. Yeah. Because man, fire
2: frick. Oh I think yeah, he was. Yeah. Perfect. A
0: British villain. <laughs> <laughs> so what I love about this film, or one of the things I love about this film, is that the arc of between Deadpool and Francis is two revenge movies. They each have it out for the other. Yes. Yeah. Like, Francis doesn't until he knows that Wade is still alive. <laughs> yes. and, and then they are both planning their vendetta against each other. <laughs> which I really enjoyed as a sort of... Um, when you've got the foil, when you've got the mirror to your hero, Yeah, it's, it's delicious when the, the villain has the exact same motivation as the hero in reverse.
1: <laughs> it makes him a big, much more interesting villain. Re- referencing... Kick-ass earlier, that essentially is what Francis' thing is. Oh yeah, because he's numb, isn't he? He's, um, he does, he feels, feels nothing.
0: Yeah, he actually, yeah, it is very much kick-ass, only with enhanced reflexes and strength. Yeah, super strength. Yeah. But not to the same level as his uh, sort of Angel. Angel yeah. Dust. Angel Dust. Oh, yeah. I oh, liked that. Angel Dust. Actually, this is a film where, as much as I enjoyed Deadpool, everything about this film, for me... Was the side characters those her Colossus. fight?
1: Her fight against Colossus was funny as hell.
0: Yes, it was beautiful because Colossus in this—it's my favorite on-screen Colossus. I think. <laughs> yeah, mine too. It took,
1: it took six guys to do yep, that.
0: It did because um, they've taken. Colossus has always been the gentle giant. He's yeah. been a nice guy in every portrayal, but they because he's the comedic foil to Deadpool. They man. play
1: that up yeah. so
0: much, mm-hmm. and he just becomes the nicest guy. His <laughs> big Russian straight man. He's he's, he's gentleman. And and of course he's partnered up with Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so referencing Grant Morrison again. Yes. Yeah. I also left Grant- wondering, like, what Negasonic what? That
1: is the coolest fucking name. <laughs> I,
0: I love Negasonic Teenage Warhead in this film, especially. Mm-hmm. Like Brianna Hildebrand stole every scene she was in without doing much. Again, no, that, just chewing on gum. <laughs> that's another one where that could have been a really, really lazy way to write a character. Yeah, you know, and have it, you seen the original concept art for her? Yeah. Like, Deadpool even references it with the whole sort of like, right, you're either going to, what are you going to do, stare at me in silence or come out with a really hurtful comment. And they're just this pause. And they're just you. Kind of got me in a corner here. Like, see, that's that's good. There's actually interaction going on there. She's not yep. a one-dimensional cookie cutter. Brilliant. Love it. The hmm. original character art for her had her in like torn stockings, leather straps, full-on goth cliche outfit, uh... which is it's not a million miles away from her comic book look. Yeah, to yeah. be honest. Um, but it's the first um feature film appearance of a Grant Morrison creation. Yes. Which is nice. Um, and I, I love Negasonic Teenage Warhead as a concept because the X-Men are supposed to be kids. Yeah. Especially when they get started. And they're all giving themselves stupid code names. And we've got the great scene in First Class where they get drunk and assign each other code names. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun. But I love that Negasonic Teenage Warhead represents the inevitability of of a teenager with superpowers getting to give themselves a cool code name, giving themselves a Monster Magnet <laughs> song title as their code name, <laughs> <laughs> and so I love that immediately. Like I'm on board. I'm it's sold. also her Twitter handle as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, please, please finish your tweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's just, as you say, the, the way they did the character. They it's a very believable sullen teenager without <laughs> yes. going to cliche. Yeah. Which is it's great. So um, oh. I, I, the, the first scene between her and Colossus just set the tone for the two of them. Your have eaten breakfast, yes? Breakfast, most important meal of day. Yes. <laughs> Protein bar. Good for bones. Deadpool will probably try and break yours. <laughs> and she had no dialogue in that scene, but she was acting her ass off. I, I love, love that, that opposite Colossus.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> it's all so bef- good.
0: Yeah. I just I love that scene with them and 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 Deadpool because just that is a that is such a bizarre fight scene because yeah. it, cause it's not a fight
1: scene. <laughs> it's that, just, that just fight Self mutilation. That fight scene had got the that bit uh, had that part got the biggest laugh out of me. Yeah. It's when, the, broke the, me, it's when
0: he broke his second wrist. And it's like, he yep. turns around with his arms hanging off and just, oh, it was fine. All the spears. That was a Jim Carrey moment. That was, admittedly. Let me think of Jim Carrey getting a spear above each knee in uh, When Nature Calls. Yeah. That kind of reaction.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> the bone. <laughs>
0: exactly. But as good as that Everyone. was, in that fight, my two favourite moments, again, came from Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. One, I just loved Colossus's This is embarrassing. And and just the cut to Negasonic Teenage Warhead sitting on the hood of a car, laughing at it. I'm not going to get involved, but this is brilliant entertainment. (laughs) I just, I got really confused because, like, the uh, the longest running thing with Deadpool is that he basically does and does not want to be in the X-Men. Yes! (laughs) But... For like, no matter whether he does or does not want to be in the X Men, depending on the writer or the storyline at the time, the X Men definitely do not want him to be in the X Men yes. ever. They want him as far from the fucking X Mansion as fucking possible. Deadpool wants to be asked to be in the X Men, yes. so he can then turn around and throw it in their so faces. The, so the fact that, like, the first time that Colossus and Negasonic Teenage hit turn up, their goal is to ask him to join the X Men yes. as they yes. have many times before, makes me think is this unreliable narrator? How much, of, how, how much of this film is just in Deadpool's head? Mm. That's a beautiful question. I, I kind of yeah. like the idea that in this universe, Colossus wants Deadpool to be an X-Man just so yeah. can keep an and eye on him. Yeah, he's the should, in him. Yeah. Everyone should be. Yeah. I, I do love this universe as Colossus. He is, he is wonderful. Oh, your, your address is... Uh, um... Yeah, on the, on the left. Um, you're <laughs> well, very beautiful. Thank you,
1: that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: honestly yeah the fact that um, someone can punch Colossus in the cock and he feels it that's now that's how strong angel dust is yes I just love the kick to the crotch from Deadpool the <laughs> breaking his fucking foot on a oh. and honestly <laughs> oh it's, I, yeah that line I love Colossus but seeing him getting choked out yeah was like wow that's not something you see done with Colossus very often that's how you sell a villain's strength. hmm yeah. And in, in also, interestingly, that's how you sell Negasonic Teenage Warhead's strength as well. Yes. When they first confront Angel Dust in the final scenes, and he looks at Angel Dust and goes, I do not have time for this fight. That's why I brought him. And she just punches Colossus clean across the junkyard. I that's why, goes, that's why I, why brought, I brought her. <laughs> and that's the first time you see Negasonic Teenage Warhead detonate. Yeah. Which is not her power in the comic. No, no. No, she's just telepathic in the comics. Uh, but this was a much more visually impressive thing that fit her name better, so they changed it for the movie. And I don't mind one bit. Not at all. I like it. <laughs> it's great. She is great. The um, first time a- she explodes and she blows off her leather jacket, and only the X-Men training suit survives. I yeah. love that. Yeah. The black and yellow. It's a good. Re- yeah, she, it's black and yellow. The training suit well.
1: looks really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly. X-Men movies, pay attention. That's how you do like a new mutants or training suit for X-Men. Can we see this in more films, please? Because that was a really good uniform. But well, we, looks- con- we can be confident they will use Deadpool now. They've seen how well it's done. They will use elements of that in the rest of their films. It's I hope a so. Lot,
1: it looked a lot like um, Pixies from... Yeah, it did. You know, like the mid... To mid to the early... The late, the late, late noughties sort of thing. It
2: was like, yeah, it was enough there. So she, she, so, you know, it appealed to her being a young woman, but, you know,
0: combat ready.
2: Absolutely. And and like I said, this
0: should be the uniform for the ex trainees and very X-Men. Oh my god! Your head, Nothing compares to you. See, I would like. Her to <laughs> I would like her to team up with Shadow Cat. How awesome would that be? Oh, okay. kid! So I love Shadow Cat. She's amazing. I'm a big Shadow Cat fan. That would so be a good team. Those up. two combined would be amazing.
1: Well, I, I love the, I love the, awesome. the fact. Yeah. That, um, when Deadpool ends up fighting all the the hired goons <laughs> and stops at the last one. <laughs>
2: Bob? Oh, it's Bob, agent it's, of Hydra. But
0: he's not agent If it was Bob, agent of Hydra, he would use his full name. No, because they didn't have the rights to Bob, agent uh, of Hydra. Uh, this is yeah, the thing. Hydra. There's a couple of things in that scene that they're doing sneakily. One is that is Bob, agent of Hydra. Oh, it sweet, absolutely okay. is. But that, they don't have the rights to Hydra because that's retained with Marvel Studios.
1: Yeah, that was meant to be a helicarrier. It's That's the other thing. They don't yeah. have the rights
0: to name the thing the helicarrier, but you can't stop them from making a thing that mit- looks like an aircraft carrier with engines. It was yep.
1: meant to be one of the ones from Winter Soldier.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. That's really weird how they're doing that. They just never called it a helicarrier. They never said S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, so they <laughs> got away a, with it. They're yeah. actually mooching off Marvel. A, well, not just that, they're mooching off DC. What did they move something? Green Lantern trading card, right at yeah. the beginning. That's true. Yeah. That was right. yep. <laughs> they don't care, do they?
1: <laughs> the, and the Rob Lightfeld's
0: Starbucks cup as well. The slow,
1: yep. the slow motion opening was fantastic. Yeah. What I really, really liked about it was the that, that came up. Yes. Oh, the credits were amazing.
0: Credit. <laughs> with uh, yeah, written by the real heroes here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Starring some guy.
0: Love interest and uh, a comic comic uh, relief, uh, a CGI character, British teenage girl. Yeah, it was uh, was brilliant (laughs) opening credits. And what I loved is the slow motion sequence you're going through is a freeze frame of a moment that happens in a, a fraction of a second during the sort of the highway fight.
3: Yeah. It's that the first
0: half brutal. of the film is on. And to the point that I was looking at the slow-mo start and the fact that he's sort of pulling the underwear of the biker. Yeah. And I was like, is that how it happens in the actual highway crash? And I watched it was like, holy shit. Yes, it is. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Exactly what happens. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and again, that's something they layer in for later. Like. One of my favorite jokes that they did in the whole film is when, like, um, Francis keeps goading Deadpool about saying his name. What's by name? And then at the
3: very end, he just he arranging the moves. He
0: neatly piles them into his name. But I was like, <laughs> that is the most perfect thing that Deadpool could ever have done. Yep. Yeah. Like I love perfect. what I loved about spelling out the name. I'm going to spell it out for you. Spelling out the name with bodies. Yes, is that it was all in uppercase letters, apart from the I, where Deadpool had made a point of using the decapitated guy to make a dotted I. Yes.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he actually has grammar in his execution. <laughs> oh, I,
1: I also like, I also love the accounting um, counting the bullets. Yes, that's one of. One
0: of my favourite moments in it was, I can't remember what the numbers were, and it was like, four, five, six. Stupid. Worth it.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> when he just... It three counting down though, wasn't the wasn't so... Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, six, five, four. And also the bad Deadpool. <laughs> the shoots guy, good Deadpool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so perfect.
0: I think yeah. uh, so, to the other side characters, Al and... Um, um, I'm just going to keep calling him Arena Backroom. Yeah, Vanessa is the character's name, but yeah, Marina Bakarim was so good in this. She was so good, like funny and dramatically in- in- enthralling, and-, and like emotionally heart-tugging, and like Jesus Christ, woman! I reckon she's going to do really well off the back of this as <sighs> well. you. Yeah. well, she would well, not that she isn't already. I'm saying, but yeah, she's got a pretty good career going. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I mean, like, yeah, she's 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 got some. Oh, all right, put it this way: she's got some well-deserved recognition. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and you, I you just and got you really invested in Dupinder, the taxi driver. Yes! Ah, oh,
2: He was so I good. when he speaks <laughs> to him. No, I, love I, how I he did not tell you to do that. Good work.
0: I, I love the fact that... Um, you, need to absolutely, you need to
1: absolutely just let him out right now. Kill him, kill him. I love the fact we see him in two scenes, yet the second time we see him, when Deadpool calls him, he actually comes up on his phone as Mr. Pool. Yes. With, <laughs> with the, with the logo. logo. It's like, how many more times has he actually used him that we just haven't seen? Oh, I yeah. really nice.
0: like their first scene together with the, I think there's a reason I'm in this taxi. Yes, you called for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, to Finder and an agreeable Tuesday in April to you, Mr. Pool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he never pays him. Ever. No. There's a crisp, a, friend five, friend a, crisp five. a crisp five and a crisp ten <laughs> for when he's really generous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love how he explains how it's Christmas Day and people are on his noise. list. Like, I just adore the way he just delivers that line. It's so full of menace, but it's so funny as well. <laughs>
1: The soundtrack oh in this movie was fantastic.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Very suitable yeah, to it. Th- there's, no, there's no group, even if it's a comedy or, or, or an action movie, or whatever. Th- when you have X-Gon Give It To You as a, as a walking down to the yes. fight theme.
1: <laughs> it's Especially with X-Men. I mean, yes, it's perfect. Absolutely, Especially when it stopped when he forgot his bag. God damn it! <laughs> it was like,
0: uh, and because right. it was R-rated, it was the full, uncensored version of X-Gon Give It To You. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on! We've got "Angel of the Morning" by uh, Juice Newton. Yeah. Soup <laughs> by Salt and Pepper. Yeah. And "Ex Con Give It to You" by Dmx. <laughs> and "Careless Whisper" by Wham. As oh, like, yeah. the Lynch, <laughs> there's so songs. Much, there's so much Wham love in this film. I absolutely. <laughs> this is the album that they uh, they earned their exclamation mark. And that's, that's one of the best Breaking the Fourth War moments as well, when the camera is lingering on the action figure of X-Men Origins Wolverine's version of Deadpool, yeah. and he's like this oh, yeah. is my most prized possession and he knocks it aside to pick up the Wham! album. Yep.
1: <laughs> and what other musical references? Did they get a reference to the Spin Doctors in there? Oh yeah, they even um, had the rap, didn't they? they have the, the Deadpool rap. Right? The Deadpool oh, yeah, yeah.
2: rap. Oh. Captain Deadpool. No, nah, just, 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 just Deadpool. It's just Deadpool. Just Deadpool. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's. Uh, the other. I mean, I think this is something that also really surprised. Well, it didn't surprise me. I expected it was going to be good, but the uh, the combat in this. Like, I love the way you moved. I love the way you fought. Like the oh, the yeah. fight at the end where um uh um what's his name the villain uh, Francis Francis yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Using two axes, like, not, it, it was just insane—an insane fight scene between the 2 got but, an it's, but it's really good. Like it was, it was very gripping as well. Like it just did everything pretty much well. It did everything well.
1: I love the evolution of the costume. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, just wear red, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: guy's got the right idea. <laughs> I, oh, I lo- like, what I, did you say? It's like where's Richard? <laughs> What? Think, like the, uh, the second time you see Al in the in the drawer, I miss cocaine. <laughs> I fucking love Al.
1: <laughs> and, and the bit um, when, he, when he's leaving to fight, and it's just
0: Al. <laughs> <laughs> I I need to let you know I love you very much. Also, buried somewhere in this apartment is six is it six thousand pounds of cocaine next right next to the cure for blindness.
3: Good luck. <laughs> 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 what the fuck?
0: <laughs> the upside uh, of being blind, I've or... never seen you wearing Crocs
1: yeah. Oh god, those Crocs <laughs> oh.
2: oh god, he lived in a horrible place
0: Yeah, this is what I also love is like, They've also quite kind of um, really fudged the area between what you have in the comics, which is you can never quite tell whether Al is uh, Deadpool's roommate landlady Or hostage. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And she's often the same thing. She's often like all three (laughs) in the same comic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, she is basically a little old lady that he's sort of trapped in his house. Who wishes she'd never heard of Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's so dark when you think about it. Oh, it is, it is, but once again it's executed so more. That's what I mean, like in hindsight, it gets better and better. Yeah. Like there's so many layers to that film. It's uh, it's a good one. Yeah. I'll be watching that again. We probably shouldn't let this episode end without talking about the marketing campaign.
1: Oh man, the marketing's amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> Excellent. The the posters that came out for this goddamn movie. <laughs>
1: well the valentine the,
0: the valentine's day ones were genius yes. yes absolute genius buying into um uh like um the the culture of valentine's day mm-hmm. the, there's always the rom-com the the factory churned out rom-com at the end of the <laughs> evening on valentine's day and they they filled that gap too like how do they oh my goodness it's just genius what else was there? To be yeah, there's a lot of romance in that film. Actually, there was. There was. was. A, yeah. You know what? This. Yeah. It was a love story. After a while, that's a face I could learn to sit on. <laughs> yes. There was also the the YouTube video of uh, Deadpool trying to recruit a bunch of uh, trick or treating kids yeah. in X Men costumes. Oh,
1: that video is funny. Uh.
0: Uh, there was the advert where, was it the producer was saying that it was going to be PG-13? Yeah. And Deadpool steps up behind him, kicks the shit out of him, and says, don't worry, it's going to be an R. Yep. To really set everyone's minds at ease. Yeah. The emoji poster. Yes, the uh, skull poople poster. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that it was a skull, and poop, and then L. You know, yep. deadpool but the fact that so the joke became, hurt skull poople. And then there was a text text poster in the Deadpool font that just said, skull poople. Yep. <laughs> because
1: <laughs> they just bought into it. Yeah. Cause, like, that's, that's, I, that's, uh, oh. I loved after it was released in the States that he, uh, Ryan Reynolds, you know, he went on various things and was like, right, guys, to the parents, you know, don't take your kid to see this. Yeah he actually did the whole thing, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Don't take them. So, don't take them. You know, this is you know, it's an RA, don't take your kids to see this because I don't want to hear stories of parents coming out of this, ha- coming out and then ranting about the fact that it was an art you know, that they took their kids to see this film so it stops any more from happening yeah. because you didn't fucking listen when I said don't take <laughs> your kids to see this.
0: I like the fact that he owns the Deadpool suit now. Because he stole it. He stole it. There was also um, Deadpool hijacked the uh, uh, Fantastic Four trailer. (laughs) Really? What? Yeah, there was a, it was one of those sort of, you know, when they announced they're going to debut a trailer in a certain show or whatever. Oh, right. You know? And it was like a special extended look at Fantastic Four. And it is, but just right at the end, it all goes to static. And then there's sort of um, a weird pattern of Deadpool logos. And then it just cuts to Deadpool sitting in a nice leather-backed armchair yes. with a pipe going, hello, it's me, Deadpool. There is another film going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have seen that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, We oh, should the, talk about. We should probably talk about the the stinger,
0: the Hugh Jackman interview. Oh, oh, oh yeah! That was a very funny um, Ryan Reynolds uh, interviewing Hugh Jackman. Uh, I, I, I won't say anything. I think people should just go and watch. Should
1: it. Just see it, yeah. Just it's go and
0: just see good. it. We shouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. The man but who has, has a friend. lovely pair of smooth criminals down under. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. But yeah, the stinger. Um, uh, so yeah, cable's going to be in the second one. they've yep. basically just confirmed that. I forget the that name.
1: That's but not the whole
2: thing. It's, it's... What are you still doing here? Go yeah. away! Oh, oh. It's 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 the um, it's what's it called? Uh,
0: Ferris Bueller. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: In the, the dressing gown. Isn't it's it? perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh. But yeah, the fact that, I forget what the name of the actor is, but the guy who played Quaritch in, in Avatar. Yeah. Wants
1: oh, is it actually going to, is it? Oh, he, he wants to be. He's, he's he, campaigning
0: he, he, to play yeah. Uh, yeah. Cable, much like, wait, wait he was he in Avatar? Quaritch, the, yeah. the military commander. Oh, the, the, the white the, hair the and the villain. scarred face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy who looks exactly like Cable. The guy yeah. who is like a slightly slimmer Cable. Yeah. Yeah. you can pocket. Oh, absolutely. Look, like, this is the thing: is when I was looking at things, saying, "Oh, he's not big enough to play cable." I was like, yeah, but cable was mostly drawn by fucking Lifeheld. No one's big enough to be a Lifeheld character. Yeah. And sometimes change <laughs> isn't a bad thing. Yeah, in terms of playing. But he characters. would be. put the, the face, the hair, everything. The, yeah. the, the, we know he can be a gruff, grim, no nonsense, militant kind of. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Oh, he he the... is the perfect casting. I really hope he gets it. He probably it, really will. In much the same way that Ryan Reynolds is the perfect Deadpool. Yeah. And of course, we have the Stan Lee cameo. Because yeah, <laughs> so it he... is a Marvel movie. Yeah. And apparently, according to Stan Lee, that was his favourite cameo. Oh, yes. Well, it was That's also his least favourite. He had a real problem with it. Yeah. Didn't last long enough. <laughs> he wanted to be there a while longer.
3: <laughs> it, it, wasn't always does. Favorite. it always
0: does. Imagine What's being... my favourite Stan cameo, though? wasn't my favourite either, but it was, yeah. it was a good one.
2: Uh, still won't beat Big Hero 6 for me. Uh, Rob Liefeld also made a cameo. Did he? Yeah. Wait, Rob
0: Liefeld's still around? Yeah. Huh. You know, the, the co-creator of Deadpool, Deadpool of course he's going to get a cameo. I guess that's good. He was one of the given. mercenaries in the bar. Uh Oh. I don't think he's the one that Deadpool turns to on the way in and calls Liefeld but he is in there <laughs> but if he were that would be wonderful he mm. should be in each one of them <laughs> I don't know don't give him ideas don't, don't encourage him to keep doing things no it's to keep an eye on him oh yeah, yeah. if we know where <laughs> Liefeld is we know he's not drawing things yeah also I loved, I loved the uh, gag about Taken yes okay. <laughs> because it's my fucking joke that I keep making about taking <laughs> <one of> <laughs> <things is bad. laughs> that but as well one that of the horrible. things I like about it is that Liam Neeson is in the Dirty Harry movie that Deadpool gets his name from
2: holy shit my Liam Neeson Deadpool. is
0: in the Deadpool Ugh. Oh. That's so I, cool. I just love the, the context of it, though, because I had a horrible nightmare about Liam Neeson. and kidnapped his daughter. <laughs> he wasn't okay with it. <laughs> he, was, he was not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> also, one of my favourite mutants made a brief appearance. Yeah. Marrow, leader of the Molochs. Yes, in, the, in, one Marrow, of the, in one of the yeah. cells in the, in the forced ev- in the evolution thing. Yes. yeah, he did yeah. See Marrow. Yeah, Marrow oh, I, I always preach when I think of Marrow. It's poor Marrow. Yeah, because uh, there have been a few different versions of Marrow, haven't there? Well, I basically heard? her bones are constantly in flux, so sometimes just she'll snap them off Well, sometimes they'll grow, yeah. they'll grow out of her body, like big spines, and she mm. can, but she can break them off, but it's much like, you know, breaking, breaking off blood. a bone, Yeah, and sometimes they will just fuse, so all the bones in her foot will just fuse into a lump. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's messed super up. Super useful power. I uh, mean, like, obviously she uses it for useful things. But, she does, yeah, because she it, it is one of those... Oh, yeah. It's one well, this of those- is why I love Marrow as a character, because the X-Men are, obviously, as a lot of superheroes are, an analogy. Yeah. And she is the... She and Rogue are the great examples of yeah. the, the mutants who suffer from their powers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like a awesome. lot of them do really well out of their powers but they have shitty powers mm. and I, I like that that gives the X-Men comics a direction to go in to explore the difficulty of not they, fitting in Detroit in, in X-Men 3 to, to their credit I suppose it, it, it got a mention again with Rogue yeah, and because it yeah. was a Storm saying, you know, we shouldn't have to hide, and I think there was a tumble post during the Razzle was just saying, oh yeah, look. Well, no." It wasn't just, we don't have to hide. She was saying, we don't need to be cured. There's yeah. nothing wrong with There's- us, she and tells it, uh, the woman who kills everyone she touches. Yeah. So, yeah, it says the god of lightning who can control Storms yeah. to the girl who kills everyone she shares intimacy with. It's mm. like, you've got, you've got the guys who have the sort of detrimental power, so you've got your, your marrow... Rogue uh, Cyclops as well. Like they never really well, they all they all they all have something about them, don't they? Yeah. Like, uh, Wolverine's got Beast, like the yeah. angst of being around so long. Beast is he looks you know the way he does. But has very little positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very he true. he, he very just true. has a detriment. Yeah. Oh, and that guy in Last Stand who basically lets spikes come out of him. Oh spike. So he has aggressive hugs. <laughs> but Spike just is a porcupine man. Yeah. Was that his name? Spike. Huh. I assumed that was supposed to be Spike. That Spike, was Spike a, yeah. Yeah, Spike is a mutant uh, who yeah. can grow spikes. So yeah. I assumed that was him. I was like, he wow. was,
1: his character was based off Marrow. Yeah. Same, same sort of idea. Where, and they were both he, Morlocks, I believe. Yeah. He was, he was well, one assume, of the main he, characters in uh, X Men Evolution as well. Yeah. yeah. He progressed to become a Morlock as his power, his ability evolved and it, it started developing on the outside more. That, yeah, film that,
2: also, that film did also completely fuck up Psylocke, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was a, a lovely reference to Gail Simone. Yeah? Yeah, uh, in the Hydra Bob scene. When he says, is Gail still making the
0: tuna casserole? That is a direct reference to Gail Simone. Oh. <laughs> There's so many fucking references. They literally just littered it. Yep. But not in a hyper obvious way. Uh, yeah, not in an obnoxious way. You'd miss most of them. That's what I was always worried about the fact that it would be really obnoxious. Yeah, look at this for being so faithful. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So how do we rate it then overall
0: as we sort of wind down from this? How do we rate it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed I, it. I, I'm not I'm not crazy about it, but I certainly enjoyed it. You yeah, see- give it like a solid seven. It's yeah, way better than average. It's not yeah. one of my favorite films of all time, but it's okay. a fun watch. It was. Uh, it gets points for me because it, it, it genuinely surprised me, and I uh, and it's it got me thinking for a good long while after I'd seen it. So yeah. I, I really appreciate. I that. I, 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 I basically thought, you know, here's how a Deadpool. I mean, I'm doing a motion with my hands here, but like, there's what a Deadpool film could be. Like, you know, the perfect Deadpool film. And I was thinking, right, it's not going to be a perfect Deadpool film. Yes. So now we're just playing a game of damage control. It's yes. how, how far down the ladder do you slip? And I had an expectation of how far down the ladder it was going to slip. It was sort of halfway between there and the perfect film. So it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. But it wasn't terrible. It wasn't Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> i still i'm really looking forward to seeing and now because um, i still haven't I seen it like to, i would also like to point out this is this is brilliant it's the the fact that well, i put out my review of deadpool which was yeah that was all right actually i mean not great but you know not terrible and i got so much shit for that review like why do you hate films why do you hate superhero films i'm like <laughs> i said it was okay which one deadpool when De- uh, i said deadpool was all right like did you say it? Did you just say that though? I said it was. I said it was fairly average, not as terrible as it could have been. Um Definitely nowhere near as bad as Ant Man. Okay, and then uh, the review. I suppose with that though, with you his, say that exact same thing, but in a different tone of voice, which yeah. is what someone reading it like automatically. automatically it but like but the fact <laughs> that my review was, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. Not fine. T- it, was, it was okay, not as terrible as it could have been. Yeah. Right. And it's like, why the response within, within a minute, within a minute, <laughs> people are waiting was, for you. Why do you hate superhero movies? And I'm like, A, I fucking love a lot of superhero movies. Like, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Um, but also, like, I just realized, how many films have I gone and seen this year? And how many of them have I given a bad review? Yeah. You, you... I think Deadpool's probably got my worst review of the year. Yeah. And it was, that's okay. Not terrible. Shit, I forgot to t- tell you. I went and saw Dad's Army. Oh, cool. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> it, was really it was enjoyable. Good. Enjoyable rum. It was enjoyable. Not terrible. Not terrible at all. <laughs> I'm still not enthused to watch that film. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but it, then I, I wasn't enthused to watch Deadpool either, and that worked out well. They're, they're not very similar. I'll give you that. <laughs> don't go exactly I, I would ugly. be worried if they were. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> but then that, again, w- that's how you get an 18, guys. <laughs> Dad's army, but with, like, full-fronted <laughs> nudity <laughs> and decapitations. <laughs> amidst you know, tr- like, fighting Nazis. Nazis are in there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nazis give it a bit of a bump, don't they? <laughs> Nazis make anything a bit more edgy. <laughs> that's true, yeah. That's very true. No Nazis in Deadpool. Maybe that's why it's not an 18. Maybe, yeah. Because they were con- contractually not allowed to have the Nazis in it. Because they're owned by Captain America. They're owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I think you mean Disney owns the Nazis. <laughs> Full fucking circle. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I just love the the implications of saying Disney owned the Nazis. Wait, thanks, Rob. Welcome to our <laughs> last ever episode of World 1 Stages. <laughs> if, this, if this is the only episode anyone ever listens to. <laughs> we haven't even released this and the cease and desist email has already arrived. Yeah. We've already lost like literally 80% of our listeners. Both uh, of them have gone. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> oh, man. That's good maths. Is it? No. Because I don't it. think you could ever have 80% of something be two. Yeah, that's and, what I have a full number left over. Yeah, that's all I was implicating. Implying. So, <laughs> what you're implicating is a lot of <laughs> if heard. <laughs> I, I think, to sum up my feelings on Deadpool, I was worried that it would be the film equivalent of the Deadpool video game. Yes. No, Which, if you want to see an example of what I was expecting, of the overly referential, meme-obsessed, in-joke-obsessed Deadpool representation, Waffle there man. it is. Dude, that that's serious. you're right. Horrible. Yes. Uh, and it wasn't that. It was something much, much better. And I think there are lessons that a lot of
2: superhero movies could learn from this film. Yeah. But I also
0: I dread to watch the industry rush to try and make their cool R-rated superhero films. Yeah, we're going to have another coming. Ghost Rider film. The, Day that Warner announced the R-rated Ben Affleck Batman, and I think that day is coming soon. Yeah, they're coming. Uh, I don't think they'll do it to Batman personally. He's the perfect DC character to do it with, yeah. but he's too big a draw. Kids still love Batman, and they will have Batman versus Superman. They will have the Justice League. Yeah, I suppose. and because it's R-rated, the kids can still go and fucking watch. That's <laughs> true. It. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Why are we even saying this? It's Not good to see it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. I have a horrible that's feeling that's know. coming because mm. there aren't a lot of characters in the mainstream Marvel and DC lineup that I think would work. You look at the history of R rated comic book movies. Yeah, it's mostly the it's, stuff. It's Watchmen, yeah. it's 300, it's yeah. The Crow, mm-hmm. Sin City. it's Dread, it's Sin City, it's the Spirit. not Spider Man. Yeah. Let's, let's please don't do an R-rated Spider-Man. Oh my goodness me. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what DC's going to do? I'll put my money on it right now. Here it is. Money on the table. Lobo. They've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. They've seen Deadpool. They're going to mix them together and bring out some abomination. You know what? I actually kind of like Lobo. So do I. So <laughs> and I'm going to see them. Part of me just goes, ooh, and then the other half of me goes, no, no, Jack. This is a bad thing. Or <laughs> is it? I don't know. We still be. yet to see. Well, I mean, in a month. Wait, it's a DC movie. It's uh, probably going to be Almost less than a month now. Um, I know that you guys might not go and see it, but I, I am going to go and see Batman v Superman and I am going to talk about it. I'm going to go see Of course I'm going to go and see it. <laughs> oh, excellent. We can't, okay. We can't, Yay. We, can't, we can't critique it if we don't go and watch it. Okay, well, let's all go see it. It's, I, it's essential watching for me because I am a long, long time DC fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is my first chance to see Ben Affleck in the Batsuit. And I think he's got the potential to do that really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's my first chance to see how they're going to do Wonder Woman on screen. And yep. I don't yeah. think they're going to do that really well, but I have to see. Oh, I don't know, actually. But okay. First time to see Aquaman on screen. Yep. True. And I think yeah. they are going to do that really well because Jason Momoa is brilliant casting. Yes. Yep. Even though he's not appeared in any trailers yet. He's not no. going to be a big deal in it, he, though. He's not. He's if he doesn't come in right at the end to hint at the Justice League forming, then, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be a big role. I don't, I don't know how they're going to fit any more characters in now that I think about it. Though. I, reckon, I reckon Aquaman's going to be in a lab. It's lab. Lex, le, Lex Corp. Yeah, lab. it's like, it's Batman versus Superman. Brackets. And also Doomsday. And also Lex Luthor. Mm. Also Wonder Woman's there. Also Side potentially. <laughs> Cyborg. And Cyborg. Like, no, stop. stop but I, stop. I don't think they are going to be major factors. I don't think they are going to be major factors in this film. Yeah. I, I'm, actually, I'm, re- I'm actually really looking forward to it still. You know? who, who looked at Batman versus Superman and thought, yeah, we need to add more stuff? There are rumours <laughs> that Barbara Gordon will be in it as well. Ah, yep. Yeah. See, there we go. I'm actually all right with See, that. there are rumours that the Doomsday thing is actually a red herring. Because we need to add oh, something sh- to it make me shit, care about the sh- Bat family.
1: Just remind me, have you seen the um, the Gotham Turkish Airway, Airways yes, adverts? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's so
0: weird. It's, it's weird. Ba- basically, uh, and we'll talk about ma- one, one more thing about marketing because it brings it back to Deadpool. Yeah, so the Super Bowl uh, trailers happened um, a while back. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there were the two promotional videos where it was um, one set for Metropolis metropolis yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with uh lex Luthor um uh, saying about how you know um people should use turkish airlines for some reason to uh fly to and you know from turkey to metropolis like as a destination and then there was another one which was done by bruce wayne saying about coming to gotham um and it was Really weird. That is very odd. It is like a weird meeting of like product placement and trailer. It's really strange, and it gets even weirder when it's just Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, but I, I'm still intrigued by him. He's a odd man. <laughs> I'm actually really interested to see uh, a major feature film representation of Mercy Graves as well. Ooh. Oh, Mercy yeah. is another. Paul Dini Batman animated series creation mm-hmm. she oh. didn't take off in the same way Harley did but she did also get popular enough that she made it into the comics yep. she is Lex's personal assistant slash yep. chauffeur slash bodyguard yep. oh. they- and she's in the yeah. trailer and there's some wonderful episodes of animated where she and Harley go at it Yes. And, and there's a wonderful one where actually Lex and the Joker are basically just watching this happen going should we stop them? No. No, let them get it out of their system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and she's a great character, so I'm really interested to see her getting picked up in a feature film. Excellent. So, um... Yeah, okay. In that case, then, we can all look forward to at least discussing the results of what DC will present Even even if you're not looking forward to watching the film, we can all look forward to talking to one another. Exactly, because that's why we do this. I love you guys. I like you too. (laughs) Uh,
1: An agreeable Tuesday in
0: April to you as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, man. You know it's back.
2: Ah man. Never mind. Yeah. So, I'm going to have an interesting day tomorrow. I'm not. Am I, I refuse to. Yeah. T- Why not?
0: I d- just don't feel like it should be an interesting day, therefore I'm not going to let anything interesting happen. Okay. If anything interesting tries to happen, I'll be like, no. Someone will like, hey, do you want to go on an adventure? I'll be like, no, fuck off. Someone comes out <laughs> from underneath a tree and goes, hey, I found a route to a magical kingdom. I'll be like, yeah, stick it up your ass. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. a of tone to
1: end the show on sorry yeah it is we'll have have fun with that I'm going to celebrate my my child's second birthday oh yes wait so she's now two she's going to be two tomorrow oh I thought by the time you hear this she will be two yeah by the time you hear this she will be two
0: so technically it's her third birthday time travel the day she was born then her first birthday and now this birthday
1: yeah uh, it's going to be like that yeah
0: yeah ooh this is why I always get confused when babies are zero and whatnot. Yeah, babies are zero. <laughs> Except the birthday as a holiday is marking the anniversary of your birth, which you can't have when you've just been born. That is your day of birth. Yeah, but it's such a confusing... Not it's your like, birthday celebration. It's her, third, it's her third birthday, but it's her second anniversary. But you do celebrate it still. We, well, I mean not, in a hospital. I mean the mother really can't because she's or in a tired pool. and the baby yeah. really can't because it's like a muling mass of crap. Yeah. It's not the best celebration. <laughs> it's semantically it's the difference between birthday, all one word, and birthday two words. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. The this birthday is just... all one word means right. <laughs> what the this is such celebration a stupid... of the anniversary of your birth and the birthday of two words being the day you were born. So it is her second
2: birthday, and she's only had hey, Larry.
0: one birthday. Larry, what was your favourite episode of World 1 Stage 1? Oh, you know, man, my favourite episode of World 1 Stage 1 oh, you was know, when they got into an argument about the semantics on the word <laughs> birthday. Hey, man, we were trying to wrap it up, and then you started talking about shoving enchanted trees in God knows where. I will have you know that pedantry has always been a core part of the World One Stage 1 product. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, pedant. Nice one, sir. <laughs> nice one, pedant, although you're not my son. Oh Christ. You have been listening to World One Stage One. I have pedantically been Simon. I have infuriatingly been Jack.
2: I've literally been Rob. And I've just been Irish.
0: Goodbye. Ta.
2: Goodbye.
0: What a show.